This podcast is a production of Mutant Donkey. Uh, if you like Mutant Donkey, please consider supporting us on our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash mutant donkey. You can also follow us on Twitter at mutant underscore donkey. We also have a presence on YouTube at the Mutant Donkey channel, so please like and subscribe if you like this. Thank you. Fair warning. The Mutant Donkey Podcast may be inappropriate for people without a sense of humor or for people under the age of 30. Thank you for listening. Hey, I made it. Hey, what's happening? Eat! Not much. Really there excited to be here. Right. Can you yeah. hear us okay? Are we are we recording right now, or do We're I have time to go get a beer? No, get a beer, but because I'm gonna make a yes and yes. Shut the fuck up. I'm gonna <laughs> make a I'm gonna make a correction from last. So while I make a correction, you go get your beer. Okay, so, I will be right back. So while well, Eat goes and gets his beer, uh, the Mutant Donkey Podcast is gonna make a correction, the, the retraction. In our last podcast, we said that Andrzej Sapkowski, which is the author of The Witcher, whatever, man. The Witcher books is serving as a creative consultant on the Netflix series. Last time on our podcast, we said that Andre was not getting any money from the show, and that is false. He's actually getting money. What he was not involved with is the games. He is involved in the Netflix series, and he approved of all the casting choices. I just want to put that out there so that people don't say that we you know, misrepresented his involvement. So the poor guy is actually getting some money now, uh, but he doesn't like... City Project Red, and he doesn't like the Witcher video game, and that is why, purposely, there's very few references as possible to the video game. But I will, you know, on from his part. But the problem is that a lot of gamers like the video game, right? So they're gonna complain that why are you skirting the video game, and that is the reason. Well, uh, that's the yeah. I see. I see that being a problem actually, because like a lot, like I haven't read the books. Like I'm, I'm very familiar with the games, but mm-hmm. I'm not familiar with the books and. You know, a lot of people that play the games complain that the books aren't like the games, and you know, vice you know, vice versa. However, you want to slice it, but, mm-hmm. but you know, actually, for those of us that are only familiar with it via the games, it's, you know, they're probably going to alien. You know, I, I imagine there's more people that have played the games than read the books. No, yeah, and I, I agree with you because most people on the internet are complaining. They're like, "Why are you catering to these books? The video games were so much fun, and that's how we actually got to know the characters." So, but you know, this guy is salty because he didn't do his contract correctly through the CD Projekt Red when they came. Yeah, when they made that's the kind of the real problem I so. see. It's you know, he's acting like they wronged him. He exactly. was the one who didn't. He, you know, he's the one who screwed up. Agreed. No, that's 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 one hundred percent correct. He screwed up. He didn't make the correct deal, and now he's turning their their back. He's turning his back on CD Projekt Red. Where in ideally they should be working together. Honestly. From the get-go, they should have been on the same page, but he didn't want to, so that's that's his problem, I guess. But now he's making it our problem. So. Well, he's laughing to the bank now. Yeah, well, yeah I guess he it's is. It's hard to say, too. I mean, who knows how much he's, you know, I mean, I, I hope everybody that has, you know, has a product and whatnot gets paid, but who, yeah. you know, some who, IP. who knows what he's really getting. Hopefully it's fair. That's true, too. Yeah, got it. Uh, okay, so that was just a disclaimer that we need to make for the Mutant Donkey podcast that we actually misrepresented the fact that he's actually getting some money for his Witcher properties. 
right now that he's he's been in, although there was a report in 2018 that he was not involved in it so i guess i think they were trying to keep it on the down though so that's why i thought that he was not involved in it because somebody had said at some point he's not involved but he is involved so there we go okay, okay. so now we're going to go around the table who's and i'll leave it up to you guys to see who's going to who wants to take the first shot who wants to talk about what they're doing and what they're reading playing you know doing whatever um, I will hop in. Uh, this right. is this is Ethan from California. Um, so the last month, I've been uh, I decided it's going to kind of go back to my sci-fi roots and you know look up a classic that everybody's been talking about recently, but uh, I haven't read yet. And so I've uh, started reading *Handmaid's Tale* by Margaret Atwood. Okay. Um, especially with the release of the. Uh, the sequel coming out uh, very shortly, actually. Um, it's been interesting. I can see almost immediately why it gets as much fanfare as it does. And, uh, yeah, I'm uh, looking forward to seeing where that goes. So, um, what's in really quickly, what's the premise behind The Handmaid's Tale? Well, so, it's the kind of quintessential feminist science fiction, which is that in the this not-too-distant future... Um, most people, most women have lost their fertility. And so sort of this theocratic American government establishes itself and basically, if you're capable of reproducing, strips you of all of your rights. Uh, you are then sort of given to some wealthy family after being properly trained to then bear their children. Um, and it's, it's pretty powerful stuff. Um, and again, it was interesting. I read a thing with Atwood that said uh, that whenever she did this, she said that she wanted to make science fiction, but uh, the whole point was that she was going to take only things that basically either already existed or would only basically take one more step and created this world. And uh, it's been... The, uh, we, I watched one episode of the uh, miniseries, which I'm looking forward to getting into, but I wanted to read the book first. So. Okay. And that has to be disappointed with how they how they were not faithful yeah, to it. Yeah. Um, so far, I don't know enough to be able to to say that. Um, I will say that they've got the narrator's voice perfect in both. That's um, cool. So the the character is being represented pretty accurately, even if the the plot points aren't. So, um, you know, feeling pretty good about that. Okay. And uh, just on a whim this month, I actually got Grand Theft Auto Five. And nice. We've seen that. We've seen you online, and I'm yeah, like, actually, e eat. I that is a very inappropriate game for you to play. I, I'm <laughs> too young for it. That's for sure. Um, the uh, no, I was on sale for like 15 bucks on Steam. There was a big sale, and then I picked up a ten dollar expansion pack, which basically gives me access to a bunch of other stuff plus for you know money online. And so, how much money you know, have you made? Um, let's see, twenty or thirty thousand. I haven't been doing much. I've just been kind of exploring. Um, I can't even own more than a handgun with a silencer on it, so <laughs> I'm not exactly a force to be reckoned with in in this world. But, but you're playing uh, the single player, right? You're not playing the multiplayer. Well, I'm playing online. Yeah. Oh, so you're playing the open whatever where everybody yeah. just drops in and kills everybody, kills each yes, other. Yes, and then and then drives away in their cars. <laughs> so is that all that happens? It's just like purely chaotic. People are trying to kill each other. 
So the reason I kind of wanted to look into it was I've seen a bunch of videos where they've done these the, the racing series that they have on the online. So it's actually a pretty solid, just crazy, you know, stunt races where you're jumping, you know, miles into the air and driving through tubes suspended over nothing. So visually, it's really fun. The, the mechanics of it are really fun. Um, I don't know. It's just, it's been enjoyable as sort of a quick little jump on, spend 20 minutes racing, and then hop off. So you're using us as a racing simulator? Mm. Kind of. You know, also, I, I shoot store owners and whatnot. But, okay. <laughs> but mostly, um, yeah, it's just about getting and, into and it. On your way there and back, you, you race? Right. And uh, to be honest, I have actually stopped at stoplights once or twice just to see what it felt like. <laughs> um, turns out the stoplights in that city are insanely long. Oh, yeah? Yeah, it was not a rewarding experience. <sighs> then Did some guy drove by and flipped me off. What? <laughs> Well, just like in real life, perfect. Yeah, it, it really did feel. It really did make me feel at home. Okay, good. Yeah, down in. Oh, but you don't live in LA. Candyman's the one that lives in LA. But yeah. Yes. It's uh, close yeah. enough. And as far as watching, about a year or so ago, uh, Taika Waititi put out uh, what we do in the shadows. Yes. Funny movie. I had a lot of fun watching it. I think they made a series of it. Yes. The series is ten times better than the movie. It is brilliant, and I am just dying for the next episode or season. That's awesome. Yeah, the freaking uh, emotional vampire or whatever he is kills me, man. Col Colin Robinson is the greatest <laughs> character. Awesome. Because he is, and he's, if you watch carefully, you know, he explains. He, so three of the vampires are kind of these old world blood sucking, turn into a bat sort of vampires. And then there's the modern vampire, the day walker, the guy that just walks into office buildings and has inane conversations and just feeds off the negative emotions from everybody around him. <laughs> and he's also hated amongst the house because he feeds on other vampires. And so it's hilarious to watch him walk into the room and immediately start interacting and realizing that he's just feeding on them the whole time, and that's the only reason he does anything. That's funny. I especially love the episode where he starts dating the emotional vampire. He start really when the he realizes that his coworker is an emotional vampire, where he's an energy vampire. Uh huh. Yeah. And so they're fighting over to who you know trying to feed off of everybody in the office, but they're sucking everybody dry before the other one can get to it. And so finally, they just decide to start dating. <laughs> and so then it's the two of them just out on a date, just feeding on everybody. Oh around. man, <laughs> that's funny. We gotta check that out. Yeah, this show is it's awesome. Genius. It's it's the only bingeable show I've seen in in probably a year and a half, where I could just sit down and watch ten episodes at a time. And how many seasons are out right now? Just one. Oh, one. Okay. Okay. So, <laughs> is that good for you, or do you, or do you want to talk about something else? Um, that's good for me, but when we get to new games, I got a lot of stuff to talk about. Really excited about one thing coming out. Well, well you can go ahead. Go. What? What is it? All right. So, <laughs> I've I've been bursting at the seams for like a week now. Um, Kerbal Space Program Two dropped its trailer. Oh, I didn't even know that was getting a sequel. It, oh yeah, they, yeah, that's been oh. a big big news. Wow. So the it thing sounds, is, yeah, it sounds really cool. The thing is, is that they, whoever made the trailer understands the game and the spirit of the game so perfectly because it's, 
it's this long shot of a planet with this tiny little spaceship flying around it, heading for the moon. And uh, M83's song, the outro from their Hurry Up, We're Dreaming CD, is playing in the background. And it's just this beautiful kind of ethereal, you know, music. And the shot, this, this establishing shot of the ship, you know, breaking into segments and landing on the planet is amazing and majestic. And as, as the one astronaut, you see the foot coming down onto the rung. His foot slips off and... It falls and hits the strut, and the spaceship explodes as it oh, falls man. over. But the music <laughs> in the entire time, it's and the reason I love it, the reason I love the music and just the destruction on it is because the game was always that for me. It's this childlike wanting to build something, to go out and explore. It desire, it's the desire for adventure. But inevitably, the humor of the fact that you just are going to blow these little green guys, you know, a thousand different ways because you're not a rocket. <laughs> Nope. And as a result, you know, the, the idea of now being able to build, you know, floating, you know, orbital space stations and, uh, you know, colonies on different planets. And they were just, they're going to be so poorly designed, too, that they're all going to blow up. I, I'm so excited. I can't tell you. I, in every one of my classes this week, at least once, I've actually had to veer the conversation away from video games because I knew I was just going to waste time telling everybody about that. Yeah, but that's telling a story. That's uh, English. That, that's, uh... Well, yeah. <laughs> it turns out it's not in the state standards. What? So I'm surreal. just saying. <laughs> so space isn't vegan? Yes. No. No, we don't do that. It's trial and error, bitch. It yeah. is. <laughs> <laughs> and that's rocket science, baby. Yep, you do when you find out. What? So, would it would a rocket that was made to look like a giant, you know, Peanut. human reproductive system, <laughs> actually be able to break atmosphere? Well, yeah. mine can. <laughs> well, <laughs> on occasion. Apparently, mine, apparently mine can't reach escape velocity. <laughs> yeah, it just, well, it's a disappointment for everybody involved. Spectacular one. Would no you like less. to know more? <laughs> Oh Which man! I didn't. Oops. Okay. Well, I want to know what Ethan Chido is doing up there in Texas A&M. What are you, What are you up to? Have you been experiencing new stuff? Tell us something that we don't know. Um. There are trains that go through College Station. I'm pretty and sure we were near that. Did you know that Ed has been to College <laughs> Station? I think he, he was just talking about me. the dorm room. What? I was. <laughs> I went to College Station. It was amazing. Yeah, yep. you were there. That so huge much tradition and beauty. Yep. The entire time I was like, "Why? What is wrong with these people?" Every single one of them is saying "Howdy" to me. Yep. They're all and very then, aggressively being nice to you. Right. What is this? It's like it's so fake. And then Andreas explained to me, "No, it's tradition. If you say somebody says howdy to you, you have to say howdy back." And I was like, "Oh, I'm I'm being the asshole. Got it." Yep. And it, uh, no, I had a great time. So, you can see, do anything interesting to report on your first two weeks over there? Um, college is going well. Is it everything you hope for, or is it very hard, easy? What What do you think? Well, right now it's easy, but we're just going over stuff that I learned in the dual credit courses. I think it's going to get harder. Okay, so I take it you haven't had too much time to game over there? Uh, no. The first week we didn't do anything, so I had some time to game. Did you get your Did you get your roommates to play Dragon Dice or uh, House on the Hill or whatever? They're not really into that sort of thing. They're not. No. 
Good God, those conservative your, bastards. They're your friends. <laughs> no, he just met them, really. I don't know if they're... they're yeah, his roommates, I, think so. I, think it's, I think it's time to, to not hang out with them. They're a bad influence. <laughs> yeah, technically, Eat and Candyman were a bad influence for me when I was in Bakersfield. One of the teachers, or one of the... What was it? The vice principal came over to me and he's like, you shouldn't be hanging out with those kids. They're like <laughs> devil worshippers. I'm like, dude, but I like worshipping devils. <laughs> well, like, it turns out if some vice principal's yelling at you and you just scream haster 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 at them there's gonna be assumptions made <laughs> oh i just remembered there mm -hmm. was actually something really interesting that happened during the first week what i got ambushed by mormons say it a little bit louder because i couldn't hear that you got ambushed by who mormons oh i thought you said morons <laughs> same thing <laughs> Yeah, there is a lot of more. I mean, Mormons in uh, sorry, <laughs> Freudian slip, but yeah. So did they so come to your dorm? Did, would they actually let them in the dorm to like go from door to door and stuff, or what? Or was it on the street no. or something? So basically, there were these missionaries from Utah who came to Texas A and M for mm -hmm. whatever reason, because of course Texas is the place where there isn't enough Christianity. Yeah, and it's too what, liberal. They always what, has been. <laughs> what, what they would do is they would stand on either side of military walk and then when you went down there they would be looking around for people and if you walked in front of them it was like a Pokemon battle <laughs> they'd like wow. go up to you and they'd talk to you about the Jesus and stuff and they made me like look at a page from the Mormon Bible uh -oh. and underline all the places where it mentioned God. Okay. Well, that sounds really fun. Yeah, um, I, I can write my own book and underline God in it and show it to you, but I don't know if that makes any difference. I like the idea of you walking down the this you know, military way and having just like, college freshman, I choose you! And then it's just some random weirdo hits you in the head with a ball. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That's that how it my is. religious model is now kind of growing on me. Yeah, I just I, I would just like close the door and say no, thank you. But actually, we did when we were there. Andrew has a story to tell, probably that he may or may not want to tell. But or anyway, not. or not. But anyway, we uh, we were part of we weren't part of the Mormon group, but we had a friend who was a Mormon, and we would just hang out with them. And the thing is that they all assumed that we were Mormons, so they wouldn't give us a hard time. They wouldn't try to convert us because they all assumed we were Mormons. We were just there to play foosball and pull. Because yep. those, uh, those guys have money. I don't know. They have like really good facilities. So we just go there and play foosball and watch movies with them and ping pong and all that stuff. And they would not give us a hard time. So I guess get as close as you can to your enemy and you shall be fine. <laughs> so. I actually did get kind of close. Um, Gross. One lady was like, I have a cousin named Ethan. I was like, oh, so we're cousins. And she's like, yeah, we're cousins. And then uh, they tried to get my phone number so they could contact. So I gave them like nine digits. <laughs> yeah. And I walked away with a picture of Jesus in my wallet that I now put in front of my driver's license. Did you put oh. in front of your driver's license? If he is yeah. your co-pilot, you've got to respect that. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> or if you're just going to hand him the wheel. Well, that's true. I wouldn't recommend the second one, though. Weird things can happen. 
But and the, then the Mormons weren't the only ones ambushing. The Jehovah's too? Yeah, there's like pretty much every sort of impact group and things like that. They were all standing around with Bibles. But you know what they do, it right? Because uh, new college students are like impressionable and ignorant. So if they catch you at the right time, then they can brainwash you all they want. And they got you for life, basically. So. Yeah. And then there is these groups called freshman-led organizations, and they really wanted members for their groups, so they would stand out with flyers in like alleyways and things that you had to walk through to get to places. What? And they would, as people walk by, they would shout out 23, because you know when you hear cla your class year, you're supposed to wildcat. Oh, oh, so they would catch that's all the freshmen. Yeah, yeah. Like they would know who to target. Like, oh, that is just target. that's using the rules against you. That's yeah. that's like baiting when you're deer hunting. You don't do that. That's predatory behavior, honestly. It is, and I've got to be honest. Every time I saw a bunch of people handing out flyers, all it said to me was, all I heard whenever they came up to was just them saying, "Here, you throw this away." Yep. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. I'm just. I'm not gonna waste my time throwing this <laughs> shit away. So, um, what was I gonna say? I was gonna say something and it didn't uh, didn't stick. Also, did you were you able to join a D and D group? Did you find anybody that was interested in that stuff over there? Well, uh, remember Clockwork Gaming? Oh, the place that we went to on Harvey Road. Yeah. Yeah. So they have like an adventurous league thing that goes on down there. Did you go the visit them or what? Uh, I went down there to pick up some dice, and I just saw some people playing adventurously. Oh, okay. I don't know if I'll join, but you know, if I'm ever bored, I might go down there and check. Yeah, because that was my problem when I was at A&M. It's a little bit too conservative for role players. At least it was in my time, but hopefully now there still be more people that want to do role playing stuff. So we'll see. Okay. Well, Candyman, do you want to go and tell us what you've been doing? I know you've been doing a lot of stuff, right? Yeah. Um, actually, gosh, I guess it. Yeah, it feels like it's been. Uh, feels like it's been a long time since we've uh, done a podcast. Been a month. Um, I guess change, we did. I, I guess we missed. Missed a week. Yeah. Um. So, I've I've been trying a few different games. I was actually for a while there. I was playing a game called uh, Stellar Tactics. Which was actually a, it's a pretty fun, pretty fun game. It's kind of a hybrid of like a XCOM, and it's kind of like Privateer and XCOM, where it's kind of like you have a ship and you fly around and you can kind of trade and yeah, all that stuff. And then you can also basically do tactical. You have like a team of like four guys, and you can you know get out of your vehicle and go do uh, do missions and whatnot. You can you know, fly around in space and fight in your ship. So it's got a pretty interesting uh, mix of things in it, but the problem was it's, it's early access and it's just not, um, you know, not, not like the kind of the depth of gameplay isn't there. It's just kind of grindy right now. Okay. But, but, but it was a fun game. It, 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 it it, it it had like like the fighting was quite similar to kind of you know, it kind of had a retro kind of retro kind of like a retro XCOM vibe. I mean, it was fun. It's just that there wasn't the story is like uh, basically non. <laughs> well, it's got it's called prologue. So I was gonna say it's non-existent, but technically it's a prologue. But yeah, there's there's actually kind of not much content. 
No. But it's playable and it's pretty fun, and I think it's going to be. It should be, and you know, that's it's it's another one of these. Unfortunately, I have a, I have a habit of of picking, picking the wrong men in my relationships. I always Gross. get these developer <laughs> games that, you know, it's like this really cool game with a really lot of potential, and it will be finished sometime in 2027. Great. So. But so ten so, years yeah. before uh, your other game is going to be finished, right? Uh, what is it? Star Citizen? Yeah, if that one even happens. Yeah, to be honest with you, I, I did kickstart that a long time ago. This was, I mean, I'm talking like 2012 or 13 when it very first came out. Yeah. If I knew then what I knew now, I wouldn't have spent money on it because it's clearly just become like a, it's basically like a, like, you know, they have the, you, the like in Stardew Valley, you have like the, uh, the taps that you put on the trees to like suck the sap out and yeah. you can use that to make things it's like that only for bank account it's just a tap yeah and they've just you know it's just like a never ending suck fest only in a bad way yep that sucks <laughs> so that that game that you're playing is the combination between XCOM so, and privateer so you can actually fly around but then when you land you do XCOM style yeah stuff. It's, it's honestly like I said the, the biggest problem is that it's just not really <coughs> It's it's honestly um, it's really like a very cool system. You got like a squad. Of, I mean, you can have more. You can have like a whole bunch of guys, but but basically you can only fight with four. Your team, you know, your ground squad is four guys, and uh, you can, and it's really cool because it's got that. It's one of those things I really love about old school games where it's basically you just go around and you you know you recruit guys and like they all have kind of starting skills. But the starting skills aren't very relevant. You can just literally get guys, and you can be like, "Okay, this guy's gonna be my shotgunner and hacker. This guy's gonna, you know, this guy's gonna be a rifleman, and then he'll, you know, he'll do this, and you know, then you know, I have this guy'll be the captain of the ship, and this guy'll be the miner, and you know, you you kind of assign roles out. You just kind of name your dudes and pick what you want them to do, and then just kind of do that. So. Okay. It, it's really, it, and it's got like the combat is, it's just like XCOM, it's like unit based, you know, you accept it's actually really cool because it's kind of like if you ever played like Final Fantasy Tactics, um, Final Fantasy Tactics, like your team, your your turn comes, it's kind of like a, it basically has like a little thing on the right hand side that like shows when your turn is coming. It's yeah. not like a lot, like an XCOM, it's like, okay, it's the player turn, now all of your guys get to move, and then it's the enemy turn, and all the enemy guys get to move. In this game, it's like there's just a little activity bar, uh -huh. and it kind of rolls initiative, and your guys just go when it's their turn to go. Okay. You don't have to necessarily wait for, you know, like, the turn to change. Yeah. So, so the activity level is it's, it's a little more um, free flow. Okay, cool. Although it also has the downside of, you know, you're like an XCOM. You can more easily control things because you know exactly like all your guys get their turn at the same time. In this game, it's it's more realistic where your guys are going moving at different times, and so you can easily wind up in a situation where, you know, like one of your guys runs out and you know into a vulnerable position, and then they get all their turns. Although that you see when they get their turns. Yeah. So, but you do have to pay attention to the tur turn order. Yeah, you have to make sure that you don't run your guys out and get them exposed and. Yeah gun down and right. the other thing that's really nice and this is something because there's like there's memes posted all the time and i still love xcom but there's memes posted all the time about the you know it's like 98 percent chance to hit and you miss like yeah. that's just xcom i mean if you played xcom yeah. you know that like you just basically i think that's just candy man 
No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was, you know, it's funny, because I did kind of, I am going to go on the assumption that it's not just me, but I've, I've heard, <laughs> but I actually saw a meme where someone posted, like, you know, not like 98% chance to hit, and it, like, showed the dudes, like, right next to you, you know, like, you're, like, the guy standing one square away from right, a, the, an alien. The barrel, of the, like, rif- the barrel of the rifles clipped into the uh, forehead of the alien. <laughs> Still just somehow like, shoots sideways. Yes. <laughs> Natural, you rolled a one again. Yeah. You are done. He somehow shoots himself. Yep. Exactly. Yeah, in fact, exactly. Not only does he not shoot the enemy, he actually blows his brains out <laughs> just right on the spot. He yeah. actually goes negative. Great. Um, but the other game I've actually been playing, which uh, is just blowing my mind, honestly. In fact, my like my freaking like hand hurts from playing too much, which is a sad Gross. thing that happens when you're an older gamer, <laughs> uh, and you're actually like you're you're like, wow, I really can't like my butt hurts and my arm hurts from you know spending so much time just sitting and moving the mouse. Something for y'all to look forward to wow. when you get older. Yeah. Um, but I've been playing Minecraft. I, I bought no! Minecraft, actually. I looked in my Gmail account, no. and I actually bought Minecraft in 2012, and I played it a fair amount, and then I pretty much never played it again until, like, two weeks ago. Two, three weeks ago. And, and, uh, and you wanted me to play it with you, and what did I do instead? And instead you played a, a worthless game that... that, that you just die a lot, but you're happy because you like to die because you hate your life and you hate yourself. It's Remnant. The one I'm playing is Remnant, but the, what I was telling Candyman is that Ethan Cheeto will never forgive me if I buy the game to play with Candyman because Ethan has been wanting me to play Minecraft with him since he was like eight years old. We could all play together. Uh, really? I thought you were in school. Don't you have to study and shit? <laughs> I have free time, you know. But do I have to pay 29 bucks for freaking Minecraft or whatever it is? Yes. Yep. <laughs> yes. But, but what I what I yeah, will say I won't I won't bore you with the whole thing, but uh you know, and as you as anyone who knows us knows, 7 Days to Die is pretty much not only I would argue one of the best games, but but you know, certainly one of the most replayable, probably the most re- probably realistically the most replayable game I've ever bought. Mhm. Like I think that's a game you can just go back to the well. Yeah. You know, infinitely, pretty much. Like, it just, you can just really, it's, you know, money well spent, even if you paid full price. I mean, just, um, but Minecraft, I have to say, it's it's pretty, the, the depth of mods, and in fact, it's pretty crazy, because the mods really go back a, a very significant period of time. Like, really, I quit in, like, probably late 2012 or early 2013, and as it turns out, um, you know, there's really been mods that have been, like, coming from even from then, you know, like they started doing, uh, you know, various mods, and there's like a whole mod framework, and Seven Days to Die, honestly, I know most most of us, well, I play, I play modded Seven Days uh, very extensively, yeah. a lot of people don't, mm-hmm. uh, but, right, but like, the, the, the yeah, value of the, the modding community is just staggering, the stuff you can do, I mean... There's Ethan Cito can tell you about all the mods because he's been playing all the mods for how many years have you played the Minecraft? Uh, like eight years. Yeah, and you got he plays like a fantasy mod and he makes like freaking what is it like card tracks and all kinds of contractions with levers and things. I don't know what all that stuff is. 
Oh yeah, that was like industrial craft. Actually. Yeah, that's a, that's a good one that that I've been playing. Like uh, yeah, there's like thermal thermal craft and yeah, there's a there's a ton of mods. But basically, you can do like in fact, there's just an amazing amount of stuff. But there's an amazing amount of like really technical. Well, first of all, let me tell you, it is not easy. It is like really like very in depth. I mean, I've been just vacuuming up information for the last couple weeks. Like I seriously probably read. Minecraft wikis at least an hour or two a day. Oh, <laughs> like they're, it's just amazing. You just like, made Sancito so really happy. I mean, there's so much to learn. I mean, there's so many mods, and there's like a lot of mod packs. There's this uh, one that's called uh, Feed the Beast (FTB) that's really popular. They're a really popular modding group. Um, there's one called Academy that I've been playing. It's basically like the introduction to uh, modded Minecraft. Mm-hmm. And it's got like a lot of tutorial stuff built in where it kind of, you know, it gives you quests where you have to like go fig, you know, kind of, kind of helps you figure out where you need to go because the amount of, the thing is there's so much you can do with this that you get into like the analysis paralysis that you can't decide. Well, I guess there's multiple know. games in one, right? There's like an infinite amount of games within one game or something like that. Well, yeah, there's different, there's like all these mods that get loaded into the same game, so... So basically, it's just a, yeah. So basically, you can just kind of go forever, you know. Like there's so many mods in this one, and I've just been focusing on a few of them right now. Um, but yeah, it, like you can make machines and factories, and you can make like armor that takes like basically you almost like power armor, like armor that has you know that takes power that you know lets you fly and yeah, uh, you know like electric swords and just all kinds of neat. There's like all these machines and there's power lines and fluid ducts and item ducts and you can you know make a machine to like grow food and then you know put it in the processor and like chop it up and then turn that into biofuel and then use that to make power and then make the you know use the power to run your pulverizer to crush your ore and smelt your ore and it's just if you're a huge nerd mm -hmm. it's freaking awesome and according to loopy like we're all huge nerds yeah. <laughs> what's that what did loopy say um, according to loopy we are all huge nerds Oh, well, that's cool. Leaf has a small people. Anyway, so yes, Minecraft, uh, quite good, and enjoying it a lot, playing it actively. So, and that's that's really about it. Honestly, I would. All I want to do with Minecraft is go in there, make a big ass sword, and kill the dragon. That's all I want to do. You can do so, that. I still haven't done that. I keep working on my factory. I, I I'm actually trying to get to the Ender Dragon today, but. Oh, you're already that far. Yeah. Well, I mean, I've yeah, I found the I found the the stronghold. So you have to go to a stronghold. You have to find the stronghold, and then you have to find the portal. And it's funny because I found the portal earlier, but these places are so big that I I found the portal and then I lost it. So I'm okay, trying to so find it. What you're saying is you, you don't need me anymore, right? You're almost done with the game. Uh, actually, well, there's see that's the thing though. There's there's I mean, not to say you can you can do whatever you want, of course. But um, there is uh there's a lot more to do. Like there's oh, a lot okay. more bosses there's there's like the ender dragon is kind of like the starter boss really at this point oh really wow yeah okay well, there's the chaos golem and okay well i may get minecraft in the end if it makes candyman and ethan sito happy i guess and there's a thing um there's a thing called twilight forest yeah it's just it's just seriously it is just mind-boggling what what people have done with it like the amount it's like i mean again if you play seven days to die you'll know that there are you know, just a 
huge number of mods that there's really a, a great variety of things that you can do in that game. Yeah. And uh, Minecraft blows it out of the water, sadly. The, uh, one of the things that I saw that really it let me know that no matter how hard I tried, I would never be on the same level as most of the community on Minecraft is that there was one guy that created a fully functioning 16-bit computer inside <laughs> yeah. of Minecraft. That's awesome. Using just the, what Red is it, the, the redstone? Oh, yeah, redstone. Yeah, um, and another guy that actually created a universal death clock. In other words, this machine will run consistently, but will never reach the end because the atoms in the computer on which it runs will eventually spin out of energy before the program hits its full limit. Oh, wow. It's, uh, again, they're playing on a completely different mm -hmm. league than me. Yeah, and uh, and then I can't, when I was saying I don't want to play Minecraft, Kenny was saying we can play Terraria instead. And I'm like, well, yeah, I guess we can play Terraria too. I do have Terraria, so if anybody wants to play that, I'll play. It. And well, I, I'm still interested in that one, and I've also heard that the people that make it are there's like I don't know if it's come out. I should double check on that, but I know there's a big update for Terraria coming. Okay. And the Minecraft and Terraria are very similar, and so Ethan Cheeto, tell us about the final update. What were you saying? Uh, the final update for Terraria is going to come out. But you, I'm assuming you have more information than that, right? Or no? Well, I don't, I'm not entirely sure what's in the update, but it's supposed to be huge. Supposed yeah, to be what? I've, I've, heard, I've heard amazing things, but I don't know if it's actually, uh, you know, I don't know when it'll be here. Okay. Well, okay, sounds good. We'll check it out. And now it's Andrusito's turn to uh, spew about what he's been doing. Apparently he's been doing a shitload of stuff too, so we'll give him the floor right now. Well, <clears throat> I won't talk about everything, but um, I had a couple weeks off between my internship and my new job, so um, I hit something that I couldn't really hit while the wife and daughter were at home, so I got on my PSVR. Got through Ireland? Yeah, that too. Um, I started cutting through my PSVR backlog. I played Blood and Truth, Here They Lie, and Resident Evil 7, all in VR. Um, Resident Evil 7 in VR was amazing. You're talking about virtual reality for those uh, yeah, yeah. people that don't know shit about computers. And then I also played this new kind of like a choose-your-own-adventure kind of movie that came out on the PlayStation called Erica. That was interesting. Um, concept was amazing. Story, not so much. Uh, and I played through the Telltale Marvel Guardians of the Galaxy game. So I've been doing a lot of little things. I played a lot further in the Vampire game. Uh, I didn't complete it because then I started playing Remnant, and that took over my life. <laughs> Remnant seriously good games, games too. Yeah. So everything else dropped. And watching shows and stuff like that. Yeah, uh, I started watching Cobra Kai now that it's free on Yay. YouTube, and man, it's amazing. It's so good. It's way better than it has any right to be. Okay, I've been wondering about that one because I mean. I sort of felt like that one might have been just a response to the, you know, the analysis that if you really watch Karate Kid, it's actually Daniel Russo who's the bully. Right. And so I was like, well, <laughs> he's a little shit, I, man. No, he's terrible. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, well, and that's the thing now, is, is if you imagine what they would turn out to be 35 years later, it's kind of dead right. on. It's kind of dead and so on. I, and, and so I'm, I'm sort of consciously having to decide if I'm going to go back and kill that part of my childhood. Now, you know, I wasn't, you know, like, the karate kid all the way, but, you know, I liked the movie when I was a kid, and, you know, if I'm going to go ahead and murder that thing, I, I want to have good reason, so maybe I'll check it out. 
it, it doesn't go like full on parody. So I mean, these are like you kind of feel bad for both of them a lot in their adulthood. But I, okay. I highly recommend it. I highly recommend it. And season one okay. is free on YouTube. I mean, they have two seasons, but I imagine at some point season two is going to be free too, right? Yeah, so eventually. Eventually. So you can just wait. Watch the first one. Wait for a while until it becomes free so you never have to pay for YouTube stuff. So should be fine. I do like that. Yeah. It's kind of sad because Johnny's still listening to hair metal in his Trans Am or whatever it is he's driving around in. It's just a piece of crap. Oh yeah, no, you you've definitely got the Uncle Rico there. <laughs> yeah, it is it's so good. I'm not gonna say anything else. You guys gotta watch it. And okay. Also, to to step into Andrew's thing, we also played Gloomhaven last weekend. Oh yeah. And uh, Andrew has a personal quest to unlock. You know, in Gloomhaven, there's a bunch of stuff in sealed boxes, and one of the characters that he can become is sealed in a box. And we've been doing a bunch of adventures to unseal his his character. Unfortunately, he misread the card, and we unboxed him before we should have. So he, we were got all excited, even did a YouTube video unboxing the motherfucker, and then now we can't use that character. We still have three more quests or two more quests. One more. One more. One okay. Last yeah, one, we did yeah. a couple of quests. So we have one more, one one more quest before we can unlock his special character. Yeah, there's a lot in Gloomhaven. Gloomhaven's an awesome board game. I, I can't say any really bad things about it. It's incredible, but some of the rules and some of the cards are kind of suspect they're just there's you can read into them quite a bit or not enough and my little personal quest it was a little confusing and we jumped the gun and i was still a little confused afterwards so i, I read back into it and it turns out we did jump the gun and now we have some back backtracking to do but only one more quest and then we can go back and use the the new dude that i just opened yeah and by the one a side note uh, Andrew and Moopy have started a campaign to bring Candyman over from California so Candyman can play games with us and he can work at HP with Andrew. So, yeah, exactly. So so we'll see where that is. And um, and then Candyman hopefully is coming, right? To Calif to Texas? Oh, you know what? That reminds, yeah, we'll talk about that. I do plan okay. to do that, but I need to get a plane ticket. So I'll, I know we talked we talked about it kind of casually. Yeah. I need to, we'll talk offline about it. Yeah, uh, we'll do it off the record and I'll give you the dates and everything. Real plans. Because I, I got, need to get, I need to get plane ticket. I got you an extra ticket to that show, the Jan Santa Ball Bob reboot live show with them here in on the October thirtieth here in Houston. So, oh yeah, there's Candyman. Cool. So yeah, tell, if you come, let me know. We can organize all this shit because we're planning to go to the Ren Fest and do all kinds of things. It's gonna be fun. Um, I guess it's me now, right? Everybody went already. Oh, I did uh, also oh, go see. Um, Ready or not. Yeah, that's a good movie. How was that? I, I don't know if I liked it as much as Andres did. They went and saw it also. But I, I, it was a lot of fun. I did have a good time. Moopy made me watch it. <laughs> but it was fun. It, it looked like it, it had a fun enough premise that it looked like it could be something kind of entertaining. So I might have to check that out. Yeah, maybe. so how... Uh, you know what? I actually... I don't And I don't even like horror movies. And to be perfectly honest with you, I thought it... it you know, if it was what I expected, it was from the previews. It looked like it might be pretty cool. It's it's more comical than anything else. At least to me, it was more comical than anything else. It's not really a scary thing per se. Would you say it was scary? No, I mean you basically saw everything in the previews. Yeah. there's not much. It's a fun movie. It's a popcorn okay. movie. Yeah. It, it it is a quintessential popcorn movie. And I was sitting yeah. there. It was a good with time. A Coke icy and sharing popcorn with Mopi eating, and I had a blast watching it. It, it didn't really matter what was going to happen in the movie because the movie itself was so enjoyable just watching people try to kill this girl running around the house. It was just funny. Right. I don't know. It was just... <laughs> yeah. 
yeah you know what the premise is you pretty much know how it could possibly end but that doesn't take anything away from what the movie is it was well acted mm-hmm. I think that good. was the key if it wasn't well acted it would have been really hard to sit through but yeah. it was well acted so it was fun it was a good time Yeah. and I would say the star for me of that show is the ant that looks really creepy with her spiky <laughs> yeah. hair in the corner <laughs> making really dark faces her character is just awesome so just to see her like skulking in the background is pretty fun well there's a reason too She's yeah no, there's a reason yeah. too but it's just you gotta really see that movie it's pretty good so so on my end I read the history of board games it's a game by Tristan Donovan and it tells you the history of chess backgammon the game of life uh, all the way up to Settlers of Catan and you know board gaming stuff and it was I thought it was just gonna be a kind of a throwaway book but it's actually quite well researched to the point where there were things they were doing in World War II, hiding maps and shit to send to the prisoners of war. They were hiding stuff in Monopoly games, sending them to Germany and stuff, and people actually escaped. And I think something like 18,000 prisoners of war escaped thank- thanks to the Allies sending hidden maps in board games for the prisoners. And I never knew this. Yeah. And I thought that was the most interesting fact. That's absolutely fascinating. So so that's what one of the little tidbits of that book that was interesting, but the book is insanely interesting because it talks about the people that came up with the original ideas for all these games. Like the game of life was originally made by like a priest or something. And and then it got turned into something else. And So that's why you have four kids. It could be, yeah. And then Monopoly was made by a woman who actually hated the concept of Monopoly. It's just that the game itself got turned on its head at some point so you gotta you gotta read it and it, it's a good book it's a good book so that's okay. uh, that's uh, it's all a game by Tristan Donovan really good book um, cool. I'm also reading my boring ass life by Kevin Smith uh, and gave it to me this is the older book this is from 2007 I already okay. read I read tough shit which is his later book but uh, his boring, boring ass life is just basically a diary it's written in diary form and it's just a uh, a book that was written right before Clerks 2 came out. So he's just talking about the development of all his projects back then. Um, it's just fun to read. It's, it's, it's an easy, you are just you just pick it up whenever you want to and read a page or two about his daily life. It's, it's kind of interesting. Um, well, like Andrew said, we have been playing Redeemer, which is a three-player game called... Remnant. But re- oh, sorry. Uh, sorry, Remnant. I don't know. From the Ashes. I also played Redeemer, which is a different game, but uh, we're talking about Remnant. And so that's a three-player game. Uh, very difficult until you figure out how to beat the bosses. So that's why people say it's a little bit like Dark Souls. But in my opinion, it's a lot more forgiving than Dark Souls. Like, yeah. you don't have to, you know, it's not... The learning curve is not as high as Dark Souls. So it's a really fun game. Uh, it Third person. So and and there's three different character classes: a sniper, a middle range guy, and then a brute kind of, which they call the scrapper. Uh, let's see what else did I do. We watch Crawl, that alligator movie. In the theater. Oh right, yeah, it's Sam Raimi's, right? That, yeah, and that's another popcorn movie. That's another movie that you know exactly what it is, sure. and you don't need to dissect it. You just need to go there and enjoy the movie. Because that was a good time, also. It was a good time. So that's that's a fun. I also played, I taught Anne how to play Dungeon Lords, which is a board game that Andrew Cito had given Ethan Cito a while back. Uh, and Dungeon Lords is a board game that combines Dungeon Keeper and what? Well, it's basically Dungeon Keeper and board game, really. Uh, like every, there's a four player game, but you can also play a two players or three players, and you start building your dungeon, and then after a certain season, like. Uh, the heroes start coming to pillage your dungeon 
and so it's a person that has the most or that and you can hire monsters to defend your dungeon too and you can build traps and do all kinds of things and so it's the person that ends up with more points at the end of the game basically it, the one that fends off the heroes in better fashion and you can also capture the heroes and stuff like that so it's it's a resource collecting game as well because you have to collect gold and food uh, to like hire monsters and buy traps and buy rooms for your dungeon so it's a quite involved little game it's actually not bad so that's called uh, what is it called dungeon, dungeon lords uh, quite a quite a fun board game uh, i've i picked up alien isolation because i've had it for a while and so i started playing that and i just got to the point where i saw the alien for the first time all right and now, that, that's where i am I, in the uh, game so yeah and I, I need to ask you um mm -hmm. have you almost soiled yourself yet <laughs> yes i i unfortunately play that at night by myself and that's not a good time or now, place now, to play now again, it. i want to remind you that you gave that game to me because <laughs> i'm such a, a good friend who is pathologically afraid of those creatures and uh and you're afraid of them now, just a little bit in the game. But I just want you to know that I'm going to be asking for money for my therapy. Well, I, what I, the only thing I can do is maybe sometime in the coming weeks I will live stream some of my experiences with that game, and you can <laughs> you can watch it on Twitch. Even if it's not live, you can you know uh, just see it right. whenever you can catch it. So I I think that might actually do me some good. Yeah. So yeah. My work, my work. Um, what else? That being said, phenomenal game. Yeah, no, that game is awesome. Just um, brilliant at what it does. It, it's just it. It's like it lets it lets it doesn't push you along. It just you just kind of discover things little by little. It's got a slow pace, just like the original movie, and you just I don't know. You discover things, and you have time to psych yourself out. Especially the way they play with the music in that game. Because sometimes the music will go to a crescendo and nothing's really happening, but you don't know if something's going to happen. So it kind of drives you on edge. Uh, and I think that's that's a very good tool to use. Yes. So. I watched an entire video on how they did the VR for that game, and it's an absolute... It's fascinating. I'll send you the link. You can check it out. Okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll check it out. The other thing I watched, which is something old from 2004 was, was the Star Wars documentary Empire of Dreams and I, I had, that was a good one and I had never seen this particular one before I don't know why it just kind of passed me by but I don't know I was once again very impressed with the man that George Lucas is for as much flack as we gave the poor guy for the prequels the guy is honestly a genius and there's no way to deny him that like like what he did with what he had is so good that even till today his freaking movies stand up uh, better even than the the newer movies like there's there's a sense of something there's a sense of reality about his movies that the new movies don't have including the prequels but uh, i don't know i found it very entertaining and very informative it was good yeah um we've also been watching this netflix show called atypical oh yeah i've been watching that too it's really really good about a kid who's autistic and i am convinced that i'm somewhat on the spectrum as well <laughs> because of the way this kid acts sometimes i have the same things like i don't like a lot of people and you know i get annoyed by like loud noises and things like that and you know uh, i s i have to have a certain order to things that is really consequential um so it's it's a lot of fun it's 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 kind of a a dramedy i would say because it has a lot of comedic parts to it but it also very serious about you know this kid this is like the way a kid with autism would be 
and he has a hard time every day dealing with this shit but also it's very funny the way that he's very direct and no bullshit like he doesn't have a filter and it's just uh, it's very raw so the, the show is excellent honestly I think there's two seasons on Netflix right now so yeah, I highly recommend it so you may have to check that out uh, with that being said, I guess I, I wanted to talk about a mini topic because normally we just talk about what everybody's doing, but I wanted to, you know, throw a new ingredient in here. Uh, and I wanted to ask you guys, whoever wants to talk about it is fine and whoever doesn't want to, that's fine too. But what is the longest gaming session that you have ever played, whether it's a board game, a computer game or whatever? And whoever wants to go first can go and tell us of their little anecdotes of, you know. So I'm not hundred percent sure I've never really kept um, records or anything like that but the longest gaming session I'm relatively sure I've ever had is whenever we were in high school and in junior college where we would go up to that condo that we used to own that my family used to own up by Lake Huntington and so we would we just pull, yeah so we would pull in at like you know four or five in the evening dice are busted out by six roll all night crash all day rinse repeat for two or three days and maybe get some skiing and you know maybe who was that with so i did it a couple of times um i know that andy and mark were up there one time and we sat up there and played riffs the entire weekend so that was um, mark running mark was the one that run the riffs, right yeah, Mark was the one that sort of introduced me, and I think he introduced Andy to riffs as well. Yeah, that was, a, and honestly, that really was. I think, I mean, D and D was. It, it's always kind of a toss-up, but both riffs and D and D are both were both, you know, darn darn good times. Yeah, um, but I just remember one of the last times that we pulled one of those big old things. Um, Mark had just gotten the expansion, so that in the rifts, the Palladium universe. Uh, you could fight the four horsemen of the apocalypse. Oh. Andy and I, we both had our 15th level characters just completely maxed out, overpowered, over-equipped. Uh, we tore through Pestilence and got cocky, and then both of us bumped into war on the African savanna and just had it fed to us. Um, <laughs> we were both pretty bent out of shape at that one, but we couldn't blame Mark because he actually did play it correctly. Yeah. It was just through a couple of rolls that we were able to escape. But, uh, yeah, it was those. And those nights that we would sit in Andy's house and build the, the Tower of Cans. Think, that was yeah, that was one of the, the, the longer ones. We built the Mountain Dew. Or, well, it was all kinds of soda. We built a soda can. We, we, that, was a, that was probably our most epic gaming session together. We built a Mountain Dew thing that went... All the way, literally. So there's like a t uh, like a little round table in the in the living room, and it went and it was only like maybe a two. It's like a kind of a footstool. It was only like maybe two feet tall. We got we got cans all the way to the ceiling, and that room did not have a low ceiling. Oh man, we, that was not. And it wasn't like you know. Oh, we got this last five to stand on. No, we built a freaking pyramid <laughs> that was correctly built from the ceiling to that coffee table oh, wow. yeah no we that was a lot of there was a lot of mountain dew back and i think that's a childhood thing i think when people who are like gamers game like when you're like a teenager like i think yeah. mountain dew is almost required i feel like our generation is kind of the reason that that particular meme exists because <laughs> we really ran to it um 
I think it was Little Caesars too. I think we had like Little oh, yeah. Caesars. Oh yeah. Well, didn't they have like free breadsticks at some point? Well, they—they they, I don't know if they were free, but they had you know, crazy the, bread, and that was some, some good eat. They had the two for one pizzas if you went down and got them, and then they would sometimes offer either the little specials with the crazy bread or whatever, but. It never tasted like anything to me, and frankly, it's not like <laughs> Little Caesars had the crust to really carry that off. <laughs> well, we used to eat a lot of it just because of just just because the price. That's that's again, that's kind of a teenage years thing. You'll oh, just yeah. eat stuff because we used to go to that like little market, the little Asian place where you got the noodles. Oh, Asian market. Oh, that was fact, that's what it was called. I was saying Asian. Yeah, was market. A- no, you're correct. It's called Asian mm-hmm. market. That is correct. The night that we bought the sparkling glucose drink and ate the uh, super hot chilies. <laughs> it was Market. literally called glucose drink. Gross. It was. And, and we didn't, uh, at the time, we didn't know any better, so we are just like, cool. Oh, that sounds funny. Right. Ah. Oh, yeah, we took a drink and we weren't laughing. Wow, that tasted bad. How something can taste too sweet and too bland at the same time, I have no idea. <laughs> Yeah, that was really one of our favorite. I think that's probably one, if not my favorite, one of my favorite Mark stories. Because we decided for brotherhood that we were gonna eat, oh. we we're gonna eat a hot pepper. And when I say a hot pepper, I mean you know, like the red chilies that you get, like kung pao. You know. Yes. Oh yeah. When like you get a little piece of it and it's really hot pepper. Right. <laughs> Mark accidentally ate a whole one. Oh well, shit. Well, no. So so here's the thing. We, I well, let's put it died. this way. Maybe and maybe I'm stupid, but I <laughs> ate mine. You but, ate yours. But what I did, so I put it in my mouth, and, I, and they're very hard. So I put it in my mouth, and I chewed it. I, like, chewed once, chewed twice. It didn't really break open. I was just like, chew, chew, chew. Okay, fine. It's like, it's still kind of a solid pot, and I just swallowed it. And it was hot. <laughs> Mark literally sat there and masticated that thing until it was, until he broke it open. Until, oh. like, he was literally, the, the you know how they have, like, crushed red pepper? Like, yeah. he crushed it manually in oh. his mouth. Oh. And, so, and then it crushed him. So here's and then the it deal. crushed him. That's exactly how I would put it. <laughs> so, Andy, you are, you're actually correct about the, the plot. You didn't get the characters right. Mark accidentally ate one, and he was hurting. And then you and I looked oh, at each that's other. that's right. That's and right. I was like, no, no, we can do this. And then we set up the rules. Like, we're each going to eat one of these things. We have to chew it five times and then swallow it just to make it fair. And so Andy pops it, and sure enough, he goes one, two, three, four, five, and then he just swallows it like a Tylenol. Oh, God. <laughs> and I've got it. And I'm just like, all right, one, two, three, four, five. No, this is still totally solid. It's not burning. I must be a complete and total badass. Um, and that occurs to me that that's what's going on, is that I'm just some super-powered being and never noticed it up to this point because I didn't eat spicy food, so I kept chewing it. Oh, no. And then I swallowed it, and I mean like a half second after I swallowed it just enough time for me to get that really smug oh this is going to hurt you so much worse than it hurts me smile on my face I look over at Andy and then it hit oh no we bought I bought four Hawaiian punches and just drank them <laughs> end to end because I couldn't get the thing out of my mouth oh. and we were role playing at my house 45 minutes later I had my gums or my uh, cheeks pulled back as far as I could and was breathing through my teeth like oh because my tongue was still on fire oh that was miserable 45 minutes later after that he had his other cheeks pulled back gross well <laughs> that's where you put the ring of fire song. Exactly. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna claim that it was that I was any more manly on the way out but there's no evidence there's no witness 
second half of that story. Chapter two is, you know, forever in the books. Not going, exactly, it's not going into the novel. <laughs> oh, man. Does, uh, does anybody have another story about gaming? A long gaming session they want to share? Oh, sorry. Yeah, sorry. I, for, I forgot. Well, we kind of I got kind of got off topic. It wasn't even yeah. a gaming. That wasn't. No, that's a game. fine. That that's perfectly just... fine. I mean, it, it produced a very cool story, which is all the purpose of this shit. But you know, I just wanted to know if anybody else had a long story. About it's the pepper game. The pepper game. You yeah. know, I, I I always envied the people that did that. Like you hear, well, say that, sort of, sort of. I, like you hear these people, like when Path of Exile is going to come out with the new season, these people like show pictures on Reddit and they're like, yeah, you know, like I've got, you know. Like, you know, like a, you know, flat a monster and, you know, you know, coffee and body blood and frappuccinos and, you know, like pizzas and I'm, you know, we're going to play for like three days straight. And Are you talking about and, the streamer uh, people? Apparently some guy on, uh, you know, the Warcraft re-release, the Warcraft Classic or whatever they're calling it. Yeah. Apparently yesterday, it's been on, it's been out for three days and yesterday some dude hit level 60. Yeah. Oh yeah, I yeah. saw that. And it was a guy that was not affiliated with a guild. It was just some some lonely guy that yeah. got it. Yeah. Wow. That's, that's... Yeah. No, I I never I never did that because I was kind of got worried because I always you always hear those horror stories about like someone in Asia that like was playing StarCraft for like a week straight and like you know they went in the bathroom and just died. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. And. Uh, so ultimately, I, uh, I, I, I mean, I used back in college. I used to just stay up, like all night. I would just like drink Mountain Dew and Orange Crush, and I would just like I would stay up during the summer, especially like when I was in college. Like I would just stay up until the sun came up every night. But I would never stay up for more than like, you know, eighteen hours or something. Like when Path of Exile does that, there's people that will literally like grind for two and a half, three days straight until they hit level one hundred. Oh man. Yeah, like I don't think I could do that. But I remember sometimes during the summer when I came back to California, we would go to Candyman's house, and I brought our Mark, Mark, mm -hmm. you know, not, not the California Mark, but the Alaska yeah. Mark, and he came over, and his wife, his wife was with us, and they had a newborn, and so they were staying with us in the house, and then we would go to Candyman's house. Mark and I would go to Candyman's house, and we would game all night. I remember playing Masters of Orion. And I oh, remember yeah. asking Kenneman, is this game good? And Kenneman was like, yep, it's pretty good. And, and sure enough, I started playing at 8 o'clock at night, and the sun came up, and it was like 11 o'clock in the morning before we, before we stopped playing that game. And, uh, and we went back, and I remember Mark's wife was pissed. She was convinced we were down at Deja Vu or something. She thought <laughs> that we were like out at a strip club or something. She would, not, she would not believe us that we were playing video games all night. She thought we were out, you know, bouncing titties or whatever. I don't and, know what the hell. To be clear, for those of you that don't know, uh, in Bakersfield, the premier gentleman's club <laughs> is a trashy little strip mall franchise strip club called Deja Vu. And it was one of those ones where it just opened when we were in high school, and so it was like the entire town was buzzing over this whole hedonistic thing. But, uh, <laughs> Also, um, it was 18 and was, over too. It was. It was a juice bar, so you could go in at 18. But the thing was, is it was so trashy and run down. Like from the minute it started, they put up the awnings. The awnings immediately just disintegrated. Wow. So there's holes. And you know, I I guarantee you, it was one of those ones where 
if you were going to go, you'd, you'd want it to be on like amateur night just so you could have that complete sideshow, <laughs> scary monster, American horror stories experience. Uh, because I guarantee you that bullet holes and cesarean section scars were the absolute <laughs> awesome theme of the day. And so anytime somebody was like, you guys just went to the strip club. I'm like, have you seen our strip club? No, that thing, you get tetanus just by driving past it. And uh, that's on a good day. Yeah. I went once when we were when we were all splitting up after high school. I don't know Basically, what you're talking we about. Went, we went one time. That was, well, that was my one time. <laughs> I have no clue what you guys are talking about. Something about the jiggle jiggle or jiggle waggle. I'm like, eat. Are we gonna go see the jiggle waggle? I'm like, sure we are. Look, <laughs> that's something we have to be proud of. In fact, I'm not. But there's a reason why I know. It's just the trashiest, skeeviest. Can't take a shower long enough afterwards. <laughs> We were there, and we were just wide-eyed. We didn't know what to do with ourselves. We were there just going blinking. Oh, what's going on? Exactly. And it's like, okay, you can watch what's going on up on stage. Sure, I guess that's why you're there. But also, did you see the DJ? I'm reasonably sure he's, you know, that one eye that just keeps watching everybody walking in the door and the other one that's, like, facing straight up. <laughs> You got four guys in the back that I swear haven't taken a shower since 1990. And and the entire night, I'm just like, I, somebody's going to see me here. And this is all going to be for naught. It's going to get back. And, oh, it's such a... You know how in life, there's like the good dirty and the bad dirty? <laughs> the good dirty is where you're like, you know, you're in the zone that special someone and then somebody comes up with a fun little naughty idea and you run with it and then yeah. there's bad dirty which is just like I thought I wanted to see that and I don't yeah. and, and I really I don't unsee it it's like, it's like when you like what was that movie the 40 year old version where they're talking about the donkey show and it's like yeah you talk about it you want to go see it but then once you see it it's just a girl with a donkey you kind of feel sorry for the donkey and the girl yeah and, uh, and you know <laughs> Kinky Kelly, you just you yeah. don't need that experience. Yeah, not not good. Circling <laughs> back around to Kevin Smith movies, right? Yeah. Yep, Kelly pretty much. A, Kelly can be a guy's name too. Kelly's a stud. <laughs> it's interspecies erotica. Exactly. <laughs> oh, man. So yeah, no, that was just <coughs> that was so bad. So no, that was always it was always funny to me whenever somebody would be like, "You've just gone there," and we're like. No, we we went there. We've done that. We don't really need to revisit it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You go once. You, you don't, don't go. go you, don't go back. you don't go back and see the movie duets a second time. Or showgirls. But yeah. Oh man. So well, I guess we can. If nobody has any other stories, we can move on to the next section. Which was originally going to be about the shootings and video games and all this stuff. But I guess instead of having a lengthy discussion about how video games are not to blame for shootings, we can just all agree that video games are not to blame for shootings. As somebody who... <laughs> and then just move on. And move on, because honestly, I don't think that this topic deserves that much of our attention at this point. As somebody who spent the better part of his junior high and high school years hiding the fact that he played Dungeons & Dragons from his parents because they would think I was a Satanist, I get how... 
you want that easy thing and the easy thing is the unknown to blame but it's just not the case it's not broken yeah, it's society not. it's broken people yeah yeah and there's not an easy well, fix you know yeah and the whole thing the whole thing's a red herring anyways i mean the whole thing is that they don't want to you know that they don't want to deal with gun control that's i mean that's the you know we won't go the whole thing but that's the yeah. issue the issue is that nobody wants to deal with gun control and if they can blame something that's not you know say you know rather yeah. you know yeah, like white yeah. say white supremacy for example and yeah address the elephant in the room yeah the big white elephant in the room the big yeah. white elephant <laughs> there you go with the hood and speaking of which, Andres, your state, your state just uh, passed some new, some new legislation. I'm sure oh, you're very yeah. proud. I'm fucking Colombian. I don't know what you're talking about. Are now illegal. The what? Say it again. Unsolicited dick pics are now illegal in Texas. That's true. There's some good. There's some good came out of it. Has there been such a thing as a solicited dick pic? I'm yeah. sure at some point in the world's history there must have been. Because I don't, I don't know if any girl would ever want a random guy just sending her a dick pic. I don't know if... Well, yeah, but when you say dick pic, I mean, it could be a guy sending a guy a dick pic. Oh, I guess... Well, but that, is that still... That's what least, you know... Did they ask for it? I still don't know if, you know... Well, I think well, if it's solicited, guy, it's not random, right? Oh, yeah, I guess. You have to read the room. Okay. <laughs> well, I don't know. I don't, I don't like to read the There's the takeaway lesson for all of humanity. Just read the room. Read the room. Read the room. <laughs> I mean, there's, there's like there's grinder. I mean, I'm pretty sure that that men are already whores, and I imagine that gay guys are more whorish than. Oh, they are. Believe me, I had a I had a gay business partner for seven years, and gay guys are whores. They just they go into the this uh, the clubs that they go to, and they're just a bunch of guys in their knees lining up to suck somebody's thing, and they just. That's it. Doesn't matter whether they have boyfriends or not. It, that's just not even part of the equation. This is one big orgy, man. It's all fun, right? Until you realize you're actually doing another dude, and then I don't know. Well, I don't know. To each its own. That's all I'm gonna say. You know? All right, and that's so, that's a good place to leave. Yeah, that's a good place to leave it the fuck <laughs> alone because I'm digging a hole here. Caused by video game. Yeah, that's why violence are, is not, or maybe yeah, not caused by video games because you know, whatever. Okay. <laughs> because to each their own. To each, to each, to each their own. There you go. So now we're gonna go to a new segment called Tech Tech Corner with Candyman. Candyman Tech Corner. Oh no! This is the section where Candyman is gonna tell me the freaking difference between a an extender and a mesh. There you go. A mesh what? A mesh. A, a mesh, mesh internet a me system. A mesh internet system. We're talking about... Because I've been having trouble with my TP-Link here at home because it drops the connection now and then. And <coughs> so I got an extender. The extender goes in and out and it's also not very good. Gross. So, yes, exactly. <laughs> so now we're looking at mesh systems. Like last month or two months ago, I was reading an article from PC Gamer magazine and they were talking about a bunch of different systems that are called mesh systems for the home that apparently are stronger or more reliable than just a booster or an extender but uh, are, I don't I still don't know if they're reliable enough and if that shit's gonna work I didn't know if Candyman knew something about it or hopefully he knows more than I do I don't know. 
Yeah, so so it's just kind of um, so 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 there's so so I try you know try not to give you too much on on wireless, but so wireless wireless has um, frequency ranges and there's only so many of them. Um, so the problem becomes, um, especially when you've got people living in proximity to each other, um, you've only got so much signals you know, bandwidth, basically. Only so many channels. Mm-hmm. So when there's other device, you know, and there's a bunch of devices around, and there's other, you know, there's things that can interfere with it, like wireless, you know, like a wireless G uses 2.4 gigahertz, which is the same frequency that water, uh, like microwaves, you know, vibrate water at, so, like, microwaves really kill kill wireless signal. But, um, so basically what it comes down to is wireless is susceptible to distortion and interference. Mm-hmm. That's kind of the takeaway here, and that there's there's limited, um, you know, there's only so many, just like everything, right, when you have, like, you know, cordless phones and crap like that, all this stuff has a, a frequency range that it operates in, and all that stuff is regulated, you know, everybody everybody has some kind of device that wants to, to you know, wants to operate wirelessly, and they need a, you know, spectrum for that, just like TV channels and cellular and everyone, you know, Everybody's got some kind of communication technology, and they all want to, to have, you know, something they can use it with. So, um, anyhow, so that's kind of the problem. The problem is there's only so much spectrum available, and interference yeah. is is bad. Um, so, so there's typically with wireless, you've got a trans, you've got kind of a a base station like a transmitter, and you've got your device is the receiver. Yeah. Uh, and there's only so many channels to pick from, so there's a lot of interference and things like that. And then wireless, so everything, every time you transmit signal, it's it only is good for so much range. It's, it's kind of got a sphere. It's basically kind of a sphere shape that it transmits in, and it does transmit, you know, like up and down. Um, a lot of like professionally kind of done wireless stuff. The AP is mounted to the ceiling, and then it broadcasts the signal kind of down. It's kind of like a, you know, sphere shape. Yeah. Um, if it's a multi-floor kind of tenancy, then the signal will go down through like the floors below it, um, potentially. And the problem is though that the signal only goes so far. So like for us at a hospital, um, we would put we put APs always hardwired back to a switch, and you know like if we want coverage on the whole floor, we would put APs over the whole floor and wire them back to the switch. Mm-hmm. Um, the problem is when you're like in a house, you don't necessarily have wiring through the walls. Wire the signal to a place that there is no signal. You have to use a repeater. Yeah. And the problem with the repeater, there's a couple problems with it. The, so the one thing is the the wireless channels can only hold so much data. Um, and then if there's interference, that's reduced. So basically, you can only go so far from the the original sing- signal to put a repeater because otherwise. The, basically, the throughput, the further you go, the, the less throughput you get. The weaker the signal is, the less throughput you get, the further you go. Yeah. So if you put the repeater too far away, there's nothing to regenerate. Mm-hmm. And then the problem is, there's only so many channels. <laughs> so basically, you start essentially generating um, interference for yourself, especially if you have channels that overlap. Mm-hmm. Um, and for example, it depends on if you're using 2.4 or 5 gigahertz. Uh, 2.4 gigahertz only has three non-overlapping channels, which is why 2.4 gigahertz sucks, and why you shouldn't like that's wireless like G. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're using like uh, 5.0 gigahertz, which is like N or better, 
um, there's a lot more channels. But the problem is when you're using a off-the-shelf repeater, um, you're basically counting on it just being smart enough to figure its stuff out, right? It's got a yeah. like it's going to have some kind of auto configuration, and who knows if it's going to do any good. If you get a controller-based system, and that's what we use it like in in the hospitals and stuff, we use controller-based systems. Controller-based systems are adaptive and so, so here's the kind of the way to look at it, like especially with repeaters and stuff. It's kind of the difference between having like three guys with a boss that's coordinating them, like a team, yeah. or having three guys that are like independently running around, kind of doing their own thing. So a controller-based system, like these these systems, you're like the mesh system. Uh -huh. There's a controller, and it's actually each access point is aware of the other access points, and they will actually build a little map of. Here's our, you know, they'll triangulate each other and say, okay, here's you, here's me. Let me adjust my signal strength. Let me adjust my channel. Let me optimize mm -hmm. and work together with the other mm -hmm. units. Other when you pick up like single units and you set them up yourself, you're basically just kind of gambling. And especially what you're, here's the, one of the big problems with wireless. Wireless is very transitory. People come and people go. Devices come and devices go. Mm -hmm. You can set up your stuff. And you set it up right, and it works great. And then some, you know, two weeks later, someone buys a printer that's got its own wireless crap built in, and now you've got interference. Mm. And so that's why the the adaptive system with a controller oh, will typically do better because it will actually keep tuning. Because the problem is, it's very, it's not a static world when it comes to wireless. It's very trans. Yeah. The other problem with wireless is, and sorry, I'm done. And the other problem with wireless is that you have to realize that wireless is very complex because there's actually two entities. There's a transmitter and there's a receiver. Mm -hmm. And it's it's actually fascinating when you think about it because, like, people, you know, they study us. They, they have, like, cameras in the stores that see where we go and what we look at. And, you know, they're gathering data um, because they want to know what we're going to do. They want to know where we're going to spend our money. They're interested in our behavior. Yeah. Um, with wireless, wireless uh, clients are like people. Everyone is coded differently. You know, the people that built it set it up with rules and, you know, kind of set it up with a, it's like a robot that they've programmed to interact with the world. Clients are unpredictable. Clients, you don't know what a client's going to do. You don't know how it was built. So you, as an access point, you have to deal with clients and clients like people are erratic and may not do what you think they're going to do. So it can be very much kind of a, you know, a device-based problem where the device may, you know, may not do what it's supposed to do or, you know, things like that. So it gets to be, you know, wireless gets to be really complicated. So. Okay. But anyways, sorry, that's probably more than you wanted to know. Okay, well, so mesh system gives you more control, is what you're saying, and more customization, basically. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's smarter is the best way to put it. Okay, yeah. gotcha. Okay, well, with that being done, we can move on to the news. Mute Donkey Podcast News. And in the news we have, did you guys see the new Rise of Skywalker trailer? Yes. And Very what excited. Guys, what, what did we see in that trailer? I'm trying to remember. So, uh, so, I think the part that really has got me kind of revved up and ready for this one is... Gross. we've <laughs> No, it's very ungross. It's very very reasonable frankly um no but it's the idea that we finally have the up from under story again that star wars always was in the beginning mm -hmm. um i want to see a ragtag group of you know downtrodden idealists having to scrape by i want that good for evil dichotomy and while i've enjoyed the idea of 
I think that Kylo Ren is a really fascinating character. Uh, mm-hmm. They've done a lot with his arcs. Um, the idea of an evil character being, you know, kind of tempted by good yeah. is a really great twist on that. Um, and the, but I, I love the shot of, you know, apparently there's the big nebula, the rebel fleet comes blasting in through hyperspace, and then it shows what they're looking at, and it's just hundreds of what looked like deactivated Imperial Star Destroyers. Uh-huh. Um, for anybody that has ever read the the Zahn novels, that was actually oh, so a big good. that was actually a big plot point was this kind of hidden fleet. And I've liked the fact that they've done um, I, that they've done this thing where they've kind of taken some of the, the universe material books and the legends and they've sort of brought it in. So I'm I'm excited to see that. Okay. And what about uh, her the last scene of that trailer? Dark Ray. Yeah, Dark Ray. I think that's just a Ray facing herself in the cave move. I think I think that's a yeah. lot less than what they're showing, they're insinuating. Yeah, it's clearly is for my money it is clearly just a force vision. Yeah. And while I love the concept of it, it's also one that's sort of a non-issue for me. Exactly. I think that that might as well have not been in the trailer. All that is is clickbait. Although there was a moment in uh, the last movie that uh, where, where they're fighting over a lightsaber, right? Right. Like Ray and uh, and Kylo are fighting over that lightsaber. During that whole scene. I almost wanted Ray to um, to get tempted by the dark side, because I saw that Luke was disturbed with her being tempted by the dark side, but I never saw her actual internal struggle as a as a character between the light and the dark. I don't see that struggle within her, but the, where I, where it could potentially have happened was when Kylo was asking her to come rule with her. Right, and, and they didn't do it, so the, I think the time has passed. The, no, the time has passed, but I thought that it was a great opportunity to allow Ray to have a fault. Yep. Because until this point, Ray is like almost perfect, like in every single way, other than she doesn't know where her parents are. She's almost like a perfect character, and that disturbs me a little bit. I wanted her to have some actual flaws. I haven't she, really seen a lot of flaws from her character. She is a little Jane Smith. Um, yeah. But that being said, if you look back at the original trilogy luke was the same way yep. yeah luke um, was a goody tissues and you know and and the and the temptation the actual you know face to face here's what could be doesn't really occur until the very end of return of the jedi so the idea that that her character arc but you don't you don't think he was tempted but in the empire strikes back by no, Darth Vader? No more than no 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 more no. than, than no. Ray was. Okay. Um, I mean with him he's like, okay, so you're my father and <clears throat> now I don't have a hand and this kind of sucks. And so in that moment of desperation he just sort of gives up and jumps. Yeah. But with you know with Ray it was much more kind of visceral. She's mm-hmm. literally sitting there and going, not only does this represent kind of my place in the galaxy, but it could, you know, be this meaningful relationship thing. Yeah. And so I think that she was actually more tempted, even though she didn't necessarily respond to it mm-hmm. in the same way. And so I think that that's going to be where the uh, that's going to be where the third story kicks in. The character that I think either need they either need to, for lack of a better term, shit or get off the pot mm-hmm. is um, Finn. Finn, yeah, uh, yeah, I agree. 
he was a central character in the first film. Mm-hmm. I love the character. I wanted yeah. to see him really come into his own. Yeah. And in the in uh, Last Jedi, I'm not even sure what he was really doing there. He was a side character that gave us, you know, a little bit of depth into the into the universe that we've never really seen before, but at no cost to himself, at no benefit to himself. Apparently, through some of the deleted scenes, there's supposed to be this. I'm not part of the resistance. Oh, now I'm part of the resistance arc that goes along with it, but mm-hmm. it never really materialized. I, I honestly want, wanted him to be a lot more scarred from his experience because if I were to put myself in his shoes and be a kid that was kidnapped from his family or sold, for, I don't know what the deal was, to become a trooper, and then he kind of was able to break away from that mental bond. I don't know how they conditioned him, but he was able to break from that conditioning. I would be a fucking mess mentally. I would be a yes. mess. I would be like angry all the time and insecure and twitchy. Yeah, you're effectively yeah. looking at the story of a child's and it's not it, it they didn't do much with it. Mm-hmm. And I was sorry to see that happen. And the only character that I think that they that was sort of fan service was uh, Phasma. Mm-hmm. The fact that she was even in the second movie after just being a complete non character in the first one and she actually got a death. Yeah. A wasted opportunity for a character. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of a Boba Fett feel for me. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So here's hoping that we get a really strong end. And to be honest, JJ's at the helm. I'm feeling pretty comfortable with it. Okay. And I was talking to Andrew about the in general the Star Wars universe and how excited we both were about the trailer for the Mandalorian. Mandalorian. I honestly felt a lot more emotion by watching that trailer than The Force Awakens and The Last Jedi combined. And and I don't know if that's just me, but I, f- I, I felt like they were getting back to to formula. They were getting back to basics with well, The Mandalorian. I've got to be honest, I didn't really... Like I said, I felt a lot of burnout recently. A lot of... You sacred to me. Mm-hmm. Um, Star Wars... I don't really quite feel Star Wars burnout, per se, but it's also not like, you know, whenever they announce the re-releases, you know, I just... My head exploded, and then I realized there were three prequels, and, you know, regardless of that particular elevator ride... Um, I was still really excited, and then the new ones came out, and I was like, oh the new ones and the spin-offs in the series and I'm, but I like the direction that they're heading I like that the Mandalorian's a western because mm-hmm. in effect that's all the first movie was Yeah. Um, I'm excited to see where they go with it and I might actually have to buy Disney's streaming service um, the other one and I've this is off the subject of, of Star Wars but another movie that I saw a trailer for that I'm really excited about is the Joker one Oh yeah. oh yeah, and I was watching it. And I was like, "Well, it's just another origin story," and I'm tired of those. And I kept watching it. And I was like, "Why am I kind of, why am I kind of drawn to this? The Joker's not even my character." But there's never been an origin story for the Joker, has there? Well, he's always um, changed it. The Joker has always changed. Yeah, his like everything's story. like a joke to him, right? So you yeah. don't really know where he comes from. Well, and you've got the Killing Joke by. Mm-hmm. Um, by Frank Miller, which is sort of, you know, everybody accepts as kind of the canonical beginning, but even then, some people are like, well, yeah, but that's only in this continuity or that continuity. Yeah. Um, but the fact that the movie can take place, and I'm watching it, and I'm like, this isn't a superhero movie. It's not no. even, it's just a guy 
in horrible, you know, circumstances, kind of trying to come to realization and just become something beyond reality. Well, the the funny thing to me is they're comparing it more to the King of Comedy, the old Robert De Niro movie. Right. They're which com- is, comparing it more to that than any like real comic book type movie. Yeah, and I would that's a movie I'd want to watch. Yeah, they've said that it's just ultimately tragic and a really, really good story. It doesn't matter right. that it's really the Joker. Exactly. And then we come back to Star Wars where they're kind of returning to their roots and they're more about trying to tell a story rather than hey, if we have this particular type of spaceship and we mention this character, we make, you know, an extra $10 million on this thing. Yeah, exactly. Um, That kind of excited me. And frankly, I kind of, I kind of attribute the Solo movies, the um, Rogue One and Solo and, uh, you know, those kind of standalones for kind of making that possible now, that, that there is a market for, for these unrelated movies in the same universe I mean I thought Rogue One was a really good movie and that's a movie that I could watch and rewatch over again just like the original trilogy <clears throat> to me that's yeah. the one that hit it out of the park out of the new ones you know yeah. fair enough and the fact was is that uh, they did a great job of pulling the continuities together in that movie mm-hmm. um, I loved the special effects how it was designed to look like the models from 1976 Mm-hmm. Um, and they were using computers to make the lighting brilliant. And then you look at uh, the prison transport that she's in at the beginning, which is just from the, one of those giant Clone War juggernaut yeah, things. Yeah. And so it's kind of like, yeah, this is this is the, the the place where that clean, sparkly galaxy started becoming kind of a run-down, beat-up galaxy. And mm-hmm. I thought that that was really clever the way that they handled it. Yeah. And, uh, and well, let's segue from what you were talking about, because Andrew and I were talking about uh, the Disney Plus service. Now that you're thinking about getting Disney Plus, because Disney Plus announced about a month or maybe for a while now that the, the service was going to be dirt cheap for something, for, for dollars. It's like, it's, it's basically well, going like to be like five bucks a month. It's going to be... But there's know. a well, caveat. No, it's going to be that, 12 uh, bucks a month. But at the <laughs> D23 Expo, they announced to... The people at the expo would be available to them for four dollars a month, and then on top of that, because it was so uh, popular, they went ahead and extended it to all D twenty three members. So you actually have to join the D twenty three fan club, and then you get the deal. So that's like fine like print that I haven't read before. Like I didn't even know that. I thought that that deal was for everybody. I didn't even know what D twenty three was. So I'm like wondering what this shit is. It's I a pseudo caveat because. I mean, a lot of people won't know better, and they'll click on the site and see that the first thing that pops up is the gold D23 membership, which is hilarious, because that's $99 a month, <laughs> and it looks like, well, they just cheated you, because basically the only way to get, I can't remember how much, it saves like $123 over three years or something like that. Um, the only way to get that deal is to pay this $99 membership fee every year, which is ridiculous. But the truth is, if you go beyond the gold membership in the fine print, you can find where the free regular membership is. So it's really a free membership that you can sign up for now and get the deal for cheaper. But apparently it expires September 1st. Yeah. So by the time this podcast comes out, it'll be gone. (laughs) Yeah, well, I think they're going to extend it through Monday. Oh, yeah, I think it's extended through the Labor Day weekend. Oh, okay. So, and and the other thing is that apparently the Disney Plus is going to be bundled with ESPN and uh, Hulu. 
but apparently it's not Hulu Plus. It's just that the regular Hulu. And so I have Hulu Plus, so I don't know how to. I, I, I want Hulu Plus. I don't want commercials, so I don't know how to bundle that with Disney Plus. It's it's not Hulu Plus, but it is ESPN Plus. And oh. then they said that they're not going to include the ad-free version of Hulu oh, with the not. bundle. Okay. Yeah, well, I think Hulu. I think that you just in general they've made Hulu really cheap. Like I think that well the the, the version with commercials, which isn't much of a you know, right version, but I think it's like two ninety nine a month, which is you know basically nothing. But then you're paying that to watch commercials. So yeah, but on the plus side, if you have Hulu and you want Hulu, now you can have it included with Disney Plus, right? And so you don't feel like you're adding another one to your list of things that you subscribe to. So it's just including Hulu automatically. Uh, plus, you get ESPN. Plus. And National Geographic. Because Disney owns everything. Yeah, apparently. So, so well, anyway, a that's... a third of everything. Right, right. <laughs> that's <laughs> Pepsi owns another third. Yeah. Um, I'm assuming Ted Turner, the last part, I'm not sure yet. Well, Warner Brothers has a good big chunk, too. They're going to come up with their streaming service shortly after. Well, yeah, everyone's got a streaming service now. But that's you know. that's going to incorporate the DC Universe stuff that apparently is getting canceled, right? DC Universe, like well, the the Warner Brothers streaming service is going to incorporate all of the DC stuff. It's also going to have HBO and Cinemax and everything that Warner Brothers, either on TV or on in movies like the CW and all that stuff. And what was the price tag for that one? That one doesn't have a price yet. Oh, it doesn't. Okay. Oh, it does. It's going to be like. $17, I think. That one was a little more pricey, but probably because it's going to include HBO and Cinemax also. So, okay, here we go. Cableless Universe. So, <clears throat> The sad thing is, you can get all of these streaming services and still play less than what most people pay for cable if they're still yeah. wired. And for the most part, you don't watch commercials. Right. I don't have a problem paying for something if there's not a commercial also attached to it. I, I could never I mean, get the premise that, of cable. Doesn't that affect you kind of Andres though? But because you guys have data caps. That's the one problem I see. Yeah, but that, that's the uh, that's also the problem for Stadia and all the gaming well, streamable things too. Is no, but that's fine. I mean, I, I get more services, but I'm still watching about the same amount of TV every every month. I'm not going to watch more or less. I'm going to watch the same amount regardless of how many different services I have. What Andrew's saying is correct. Stadia would kill me because Stadia would pull me. Well, and, and here's the other side note. The side note to all that is if you want to spend an extra $50 a month for your service, then you can you can make it unlimited. It costs 50 bucks a month to get unlimited. So if you find that they start charging... Basically what happens is when we go over our cap, you, they don't cut your service. They just charge you an extra 10 bucks for a certain number of gigs. Yeah, for like so 50 you, gigs or something. If you find that you're going over those gigs in the amount of money over $50 a month, then you just spend the $50 extra a month to get unlimited service, and that's never a problem again. But then they want to give me cable with that, too. So I don't want cable. I just want internet. You know, you don't have to get cable with it. Well, but but they offer it. I mean, that's the price they charge for cable and, and internet. So anyway, it's just... Uh, anyway, let me run by through a couple of news things, and you guys let me know when you find something interesting. There may be a Magic the Gathering show coming to Netflix. Yeah. Uh, also... Uh, the, this uh, this year, the international ended TI9 for Dota 2, and the winning team got about $15.6 million. Each player will get $3.1 Team Liquid was the runner-up at $4.4 million, about 800000 per player. That's just quick from Dota 2. Uh, Breaking Bad movie coming to Netflix. Uh, the Matrix, Matrix 4 starts production in 2020. How does anybody feel about that? Because I think that's the big one from this list, right? 
Everybody's back. Yeah, the, part, the, the directory, because I thought, what I thought was interesting was, so the original movies were directed by the Wachowski brothers, right? Yeah. Yes. Well, so now the, the Wachowski brothers. this one is like a female. Uh, she, I think she is coming back, but her brother isn't. One of them is coming back for this movie. Yeah, I can't remember which one. Not, yeah. not both of them, but one of them is. Because Keanu and... Um, What's her name? Trinity. Uh, Trinity. They both said... Carrie that, and Moss. Yeah, Carrie and Moss. They both said they wouldn't do it unless the Wachowskis were involved. And so one of them is coming back, but not both. So the big question is, how are they coming back? Didn't they both die? And No, she carried Neo's body off at the end. She did? Yeah. She had a piece of red, uh, reed bar through her... She got much better. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Yeah, still, still buffing compound. That just—you <laughs> won't even see him. She was in the alien universe. Was that forgiven? <laughs> <laughs> we'll dispatch you right. Wait, you, you've made an autistic clone of both of them now, and yep. they have some of the powers of the uh, <laughs> the agents. All right, um, cool. Now if we can just get Ron Perlman swearing through the whole thing, I'm on board. Oh, me too. But uh, are you guys confident enough that they're going to redeem themselves from... Well, I actually didn't have a problem with the other two as much as other people did, but a lot of people were unhappy with Matrix 2 and 3. So. The, the problem with Matrix 2 and 3 is that the first Matrix started out with this amazing cohesion argument of is our reality what we think it is, and then yeah. sort of dealt with the existential <laughs> part of that. And then the last two were just these weird... They were really trying to shoehorn in as much Eastern philosophy as they could to kind of yeah. justify the connection. Mm-hmm. Um, and it came off really kind of ham-fisted. Um, the action was on point. The costuming, set design, it was all brilliant. Um, but I could see where the last... this You know, the, the second and third one, there was a lot of me doing mental gymnastics that were rewarding for me. Mm-hmm. Like, the first one, I sat there and I analyzed it afterwards, and it was really cool. Yeah. And the second two, I'm like, yeah, I got this in the, you know, the second quarter of my philosophy class in college, and it was boring then, and just putting it in black leather and giving it swords doesn't make it any more interesting. Yeah. Well, those movies, even though they're called The Matrix, spent two other movies getting further and further away from The Matrix. So, yeah. really, the only way they can fix it is to plug back in. Interesting. I'll be down for that. <clears throat> okay, so moving on, we got Orcs Must Die 3. It's going to be a Stadia exclusive, right? Yep. And I'm the only person Forever. that I know that plays Orcs Must Die, right? <laughs> I play it every now Does and anybody then. anybody care? That's pretty know. good. It's a, it's a fun game. Uh, Gears 5 is going to be available, and it's already available for pre-purchase on Steam. I was extremely excited. Yep. I love Gears of War franchise. I played the first three. I, I didn't play the fourth one, but I look forward to playing the fifth one. Also, big news here. Kevin Smith to produce Masters of the Universe Revelation for Netflix. It's an animation show. So I've got some news about that that I just found out actually uh, Friday at work. Okay. Um, I mean, I was going to go on it just because it's Kevin Smith. I thought it would be fun. I figured he'd do something campy with it and make it No, funny. but he's not. He's actually no, uh, reined in. Out. He's reined in. Yeah. Not, not only is he <laughs> being very serious about it, but what I didn't know, one of the guys I work with was like a huge He-Man fan back in the day. Yeah. So he watched the whole series. And apparently the series never ended. No, it didn't. Because it was canceled. Like they dropped it. Yeah. So basically Kevin Smith, what he's doing is actually ending it. It's a short time thing. And he is literally wrapping up where the show ended. So he's starting it exactly where the show ended and taking it to a conclusion. But they're also doing it in a more real and visceral way, in a more adult-like way. 
Well, and the yeah. key to that is, mm-hmm. in this series, which I didn't even realize this until he told me, He-Man never fights Skeletor. Oh, yeah. Not once. Which, to me, is ridiculous. Yeah. Isn't that the whole premise of this yeah, show? Yeah, nobody ever killed yeah. anybody either. Yeah, but I guess in the sh- that's what Kevin Smith's gearing up for. He, he's going to make them fight and make one of them win. He's probably going to have the first death yep. to ever happen in the He-Man universe. And hopefully it's He-Man. Yeah. <laughs> I'm all in. I'm all in. <laughs> That's funny. Really? Because I want it to be like the characters where they were clearly just doing the cash grabs, like Stinkor. Oh, yes, really? yes. Some dude that actually makes my room smell bad when yep. I own him. Uh, Let's get rid of that one. Yeah, no um, shit. Well, I guess if he's gonna do more than one season, he's gonna have to do that, right? Kill off the little guys first. Yeah. Yes. But also, and, he's. And, uh, oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say, and there's so many of the little guys to, to yeah, kill. Yeah. They they need to go. Also, uh, Kevin Smith is not writing this alone. His partner in crime from Fat Man Beyond or Fat Man on Batman, the podcast that he does, uh, Mark Bernardin, which is a tried and tested writer for like Castle Rock and a couple of their shows, is actually going to be doing writing for this show. So okay. he's an actually good writer. He's a legit writer. And so um, I have confidence that this show is going to be good. Regardless of what anybody may be saying, everybody's like saying, oh, they're going to be smoking dope the whole freaking thing. No, this is not that show this is not that they're not gonna let him do that maybe it could be it could be but this is not what it's gonna be so but anyway we'll see i'm I'm cautiously optimistic about he-man uh it's gonna be more in the vein of castlevania i think it's gonna be more in the in that in that tone of which by the way if nobody's watched the castlevania show on netflix freaking amazing lots of fun you know the one i was gonna talk about by the way so i haven't seen it yet but i heard the dark crystal one was very good oh my god i wanted to see it so bad i actually came home early on friday to watch it that's like a childhood movie for for, for us i'm binging this one today and tomorrow with my kids in fact about whenever i heard it was coming out i immediately busted out my copy of the dark crystal which by the way you got me andrew i did i know that's what i was kind of thinking about it i was just like i've heard i've heard I mean, I'm very, I'm very interested, and I've heard good things. I've heard that it's like that. It's that they did a really good job, actually. So I, I came home early do. specifically to watch it with my daughter. I was so psyched, and she won't watch it with me. So now I'm, I'm trying to figure out when I can watch it. Oh, Andrew and I will be holding hands tonight, watching that shit. Uh, <laughs> that's not my hand. Yeah, that's not his hand. It's okay. We're, we're gonna be drunk anyway. Um, okay, and moving on. <laughs> whatever happens, the Texas stays the Texas. <laughs> Pretty much. They only got steers and queers. <laughs> well, and I know they, they did like a really awesome voice cast for the show also. It sounds amazing. I just can't wait to watch it. I, I do need to go, like Eat says, I need to go rewatch the movie and then watch the show. Well, and you guys know, well, I, I'm guessing all of us on the podcast have seen the original back e- in the day. Ethan Zero hasn't. Well, uh, what I can say based on the original is this prequel series is not going to end well. It can't. <laughs> right. So, no, it's so like we'll see. The world sucks. I think it's <laughs> going to be really dark. Titanic movie came out. I was. Right. Yeah. <laughs> They're going to survive they, this time. I wonder how it ends. They haven't. They I haven't started discussing end. interdimensional portals yet, which leads me to believe the Titanic and Jack and Rose are not no. destined for great things. At the end of the Titanic, that superhero from the boys is going to come save them all. What's his right. name? The Homelander. Yeah, the guy that takes the fucking the. <laughs> Doesn't give a shit about anybody. Yep. He's gonna He's come a complete safe. sociopath. <laughs> He's awesome. yeah. I love that character. <laughs> oh. it, that's such a that's such a commentary on the status of popular cultural culture nowadays. It's just like <laughs> I don't know. I like that whole thing. 
Um, let's see. Oh, by the way, Amazon Wheel of Time series starts casting main oh, yeah. characters. Did you guys read the Wheel of Time series? Wow, don't care even in the least. I don't either, no, to be no, honest. No love for Robert Jordan? No. Man. You know, it's funny. I've, I've heard a lot of people like it. and I'm, I'm, I'm interested in checking it out, but I've never read it myself. The books. Well, I, I read the first five books, and the first four were amazing. I started jawning at the fifth one, and so I'm like... Okay. Well, didn't Robert Jordan even say he didn't know where to go from here? He didn't well, even know where he was going to take his own stories? Well, he died in the tenth book. Oh, that's right. And then he had somebody else finish his books from the grave or whatever. I don't know. From the grave. <laughs> He's like, I die. Yeah. I die. Somebody else. Is somebody with a really powerful Ouija board. <laughs> it's always on. Finish my books now. It's connected yeah. to a typewriter. At least the books this were sucks. finished. That's better than I have to this say for sucks. George R. Martin. Man. I'm yeah, dead. This sucks. Good. Somebody finished my books. Thanks. Yeah. yeah. So Love. No, actually, they took his notes and they finished his books. I, I mean, he knew he was going to die. He had, like, some terminal. I think it was cancer or something. So he knew it was coming. So he actually had it all organized so that somebody would finish the series. Um, okay, what else? Don't... Uh, what? Is there anything else we need to talk about? Oh, yes. There's a uh, some kind of... What's going on with Take-Two Interactive? Oh, yes. Take-Two Interactive. Take-Two Interactive... Developer and publisher marketer sent private investigators to a man's home, which was his YouTuber called Submato, right? And they questioned him about some leaked Borderlands information that appeared on one of his videos, based on information that was available to everybody. So apparently, Take Two sent goonies to this YouTuber's house without prompting, basically, and they interviewed <laughs> him, uh, interrogated him. Goonies never And died. then YouTube shut down his channel, so Submato is no more. I never listened to this guy, but anyway. Apparently the guy for years had been like leaking shit and so they Borderlands got pissed off at him and you know, take two and all that. Well, so apparently so did they did they say anything about like who you know, like like so they're basically complaining that somebody that he's releasing leaked information, is that yeah, the gist of it? Yeah, but that, that particular information had already been leaked by other people. He was just repeating what he was hearing in, in you know, from other YouTubers. But the thing is that he had had a reputation over the years of leaking information, so they chose him as the scapegoat, I think. And so they just sent Goonies to his house. But he was just like sitting on his house doing his channel, and two people knock on his door. He doesn't know who the hell they are. And they're like <laughs> coming to in interrogate him about this shit. And I think that's wrong. I mean, at least that part of it's wrong. He probably know? deserved it. He probably needed a letter to. How the hell did they. Do? Like, these aren't the. You know, like who's they don't have a they're not the government. Exactly. They don't have like a warrant for his you know, it's like how the they what don't. are they doing? Like it how are the, they coming? It was house? the men in black, they just showed up to flash exactly. him and then like they, they're doing it the wrong way. You send them a letter from an attorney saying cease and desist. That's how you do it. You don't send people to somebody's house. I'm sorry, man. That's that's just hey, I heard you got wrong. some information for us, huh? Yeah. So that's that's, that's like the mafia, you know, <laughs> sending people over to your Shut house. Shut up with a baseball bat. Yeah, with a baseball bat. It's like what's going on, man? You like to tell people things, huh? Yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, let's see, what else do we have here? Uh, oh, 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 yeah, the, sh the Showtime is going to have a Halo show, right? Yeah, they also were going to have a, a Halo show about 10 years ago. Well, so but now we'll Cortana see. has been cast. The actress from Californication, I unfortunately don't there know. There were a name. lot of people cast the first time also. Okay, shut the hell up. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's move to the next one. Just, just bring up one more thing so that Andrew can crap on it again. Yeah, no shit. Please. Okay, crap on this one. Gillette loses $8 billion over their stupid toxic ad against males. How's that? What? Yeah. 
About, wait, say it again? Gillette who, what? Gillette, Gillette loses $8 billion over their toxic ad against males. That You didn't watch that ad where they, like, were telling us that we were not good fathers, that men were douchebags, and we were predators and all that stuff, and nope. and people stopped buying Gillette, and so now they're $8 billion in the hole. But the CEO says, oh, it was worth it. So for so, all of you listening, the Dollar Shave Club is an amazing service. Oh, yeah. I, I use and Dollar Shave Club. When you get them sponsored first, they need to, they need to yeah. pay. If you guys would, would uh, like some you know, real sponsorship, let us know. Yeah. <laughs> all of you, I'm sure, are listening right now. Exactly. All the ads. All, all of you. Yeah, there, all of them. Yeah. <laughs> but actually, uh, a more important story for us right here is the fact that Pathfinder 2nd Edition was released August 3rd. And guess who ordered it? And I didn't even know it was coming to my house and showed up. Ethan um, Cito. Oh. Would you like to comment? What? what do you mean, what? There was a box that oh, came to my house. And, and when you open it, there was a monster manual and a Pathfinder 2nd edition thing, and I didn't even know it was coming. So, yes, there was. So I stole it, and I read it for the next, like, three hours. I've got to be honest with you, by, by law of the jungle, that box is yours. Yeah. I, I agree. It went to your <laughs> house. It, yeah. yeah, it went to my house. It had your last name Boxer on it. Boxer in my dorm. Uh, and it had my last name, and you're only an hour and 15 minutes away, and I can go get that box right now, I think. So uh, I'll see you in a little bit. No, but it's just it's just a revamping, not revamping, but they, they pretty much kept the strongest things from Pathfinder, and then they added a bunch of cool character development stuff to it. So, Ethan Cito, do you have anything to add to, or what you found about this edition of Pathfinder? No, I'd say that pretty much sums it up. Yeah, it's I mean, really cool. uh, it's, a more, it's a slightly more streamlined version of Pathfinder, but they don't take the complexity away. They make it slightly easier to play. But it still it still has a lot more depth, I, th I would say, than fifth edition. So, I don't know. Uh, you play whatever you want, honestly. But <laughs> I, I don't. Uh, honestly, for me, it's gonna be a pain in the butt. I cannot change my campaign from from first edition to second edition on Pathfinder. So I'm just gonna play first edition until I get to a stopping point, and then maybe I, I'll start with with second edition. Unless Dungeons and Dragons sixth edition is the one to get. Maybe they they're finally gonna get it completely right. Wizards of the Coast. But is that coming out too? That's coming out in about five years, probably. The sex edition of <laughs> the, the yeah, the sex edition. Wow, <laughs> man, that's crazy. I can't believe D and D and D. Like ever since Wizards of the Coast bought them, they have just been like, all right, like how do we like it out? You know, like these books are going to be good for about six months before we're going <laughs> to release the next one. And it's, yeah. there's so much information in there. By the way, there's a documentary on Amazon right now, Amazon Prime, on the art of D&D. And it's a beautiful documentary. I recommend anybody who likes art and D&D to just watch it. It's about an hour and 30, an hour and 40 minutes. It's, it's really good because they give well, props to the old artists that started the whole thing. So well, the thing was, is that uh, this Christmas, mm -hmm. my uh, wife got me this uh, no, don't tell me. No, it's Dungeons and Dragons Art and Arcana. That's the one I want. It, yes, it's it's beautiful. Absolutely get it. I don't um, have it. I don't have it. Well, there's this new thing <laughs> called the internet, and you can go to these stores on the internet, and you can get them. There's this thing called um, a son that can use his money to buy me shit instead of buying himself stuff <laughs> that should be mine. Hey, yeah, right. somebody's getting put through college right now. Yeah, no shit. So, think about <laughs> you your know life what? In there. <laughs> Mom just sent me my stipend. So Mom! Maybe you'll end up with a Minecraft account. All you, all you have to do is just not eat this month, right? <laughs> <laughs> you can get me Minecraft. 
<laughs> you can give me a stipend yeah, off of your statement. I'm gonna you leech off of your. <laughs> you know what's funny? What is really funny about Minecraft is I, I so I looked up my, you know, I, I looked had to look up my original email because I certainly don't remember my damn password back then. <laughs> and uh, the price is like twenty six ninety five or twenty seven ninety five, whatever it is. Yeah. The price is exactly the same as it was when I bought it, and I bought it when it was new. Like when it was, you know, pretty early on, like two, you know, early two thousand twelve. Well, when, so. when I bought it for Ethan, it was a flat twenty. It must have been before you bought yours, but I bought it. But you know, oh. Ethan, that it game became Ethan's life, basically. Game. What's that? It was nine ninety nine. Oh, was it? Was really? it that? Oh man. Okay. Well. Oh, you know what? It was on. Well, and that's the thing too. It, for its tenth anniversary it was just literally like six months ago. Uh huh. And. Uh, apparently it was like nine ninety nine for its tenth anniversary, but I didn't even I wasn't back into it at the time. Yeah. Well so if if Isancito gets me Minecraft then I'll go help you kill that dragon, I guess. I don't know. But the thing is that I wanna start from the beginning so I can go through the whole process of achieving stuff. I don't wanna just jump yeah, no, in and I'm say I'm looking at how to build a server. Like okay. it shouldn't be very hard, I can just post a server. Okay. Sounds good. And uh, Candyman, are you excited for Baldur's Gate three? We'll see. I would say, you know what? See, I, I don't really get... The only game I'm probably excited for, period, in the next, you know, two years or whatever, is uh, Cyberpunk. Oh, yeah. Like, unless, Me too. unless yeah. a game... Like, I basically... Like, even, uh, what you call it, I kind of I kind of screwed up on uh, Remnants, because uh, I was basically kind of waiting to see... Like, I, I won't buy a game until I'm pretty confident in how it's going to shake out and by the time I kind of said it's like okay I'll try I'll probably do this and then like you already had three people playing it and you can only put three people in a group so I was like well I guess I played my time just a little too good on that one I, I can't play very often when they play though so you could easily take my slot yeah and Moopy is also going to get it so basically we can just mix and match I'm also having a really good time playing it solo it's an awesome game it's honestly a really good game I, I like it so but there's another game that we should all be really excited about. Oh. Destroy, Destroy All Humans Remake. Well, now you are talking about something that's piqued my interest there. Oh, yeah. Did you play the original? I, only briefly. I never had the console. It was so funny. So the funny thing is, uh, <laughs> if anybody hasn't played the original, the, the alien sounds kind of like Jack Nicholson when he talks. <laughs> And they have not changed that, which to me is the most perfect thing of the whole game. And the game is set in the 50s, right? Or at least the original game. Was yeah, it is. In the 50s. They haven't changed it. And so yeah. there are like, people going around, well-dressed, and then you're like alien, and you're, you can disguise yourself as human, right? Yep. And then you can mind-control people and make them do stupid shit. Or you can just go guns blazing and start vaporizing people. Well, and you also have a gun that actually sucks people's brains out of their heads, <laughs> which is pretty awesome. It is, it is really cool. Yes, that's it. Destroy all humans. That and Cyberpunk. Those are my two games for next year. Destroy I'm assuming this is a lot of fun. Yeah, I'm assuming that's coming out next year, but yeah. that's it. Also, Plants vs. Zombies 3 was announced, but I don't know if that's got the same level of excitement. As I liked the first game. Uh, it was, it a was fun. fun. Little mobile. Yeah, it was a fun I, little mobile game. It was um, an easy game to get in and out of if you just wanted to play for like half an hour and kill some stuff. It was fun. Yeah, cool. um, when my wife and I took our trip to Italy, mm -hmm. um, as a few of you, I guess, might know, my wife loves sleeping in, and I love getting up. So as a result, I had to find stuff to keep myself, you know, busy while she was sleeping in, and you know, because on vacation, Chris. And uh, I had a yeah, uh, exactly. 
a little laptop and uh, I played Plants vs. Zombies for about an hour every morning mm. before we got going for the day. Awesome. No, that was yeah. fun, and I had fun collecting all the little accoutrements or whatever you would call their little helmets and things, and you get all these collectible cards. That was a lot of fun. Yeah. I actually did like it. I didn't think I was going to like it, but uh, because I don't like normally multiplayer with people, I don't know, but that game was like simple enough to where you just jump in and jump out, and you know, there, yeah. was, there was no aggro. Like People were not douchebags or anything. Everybody was like happy playing the game. Yeah, so, everybody yeah. knew what they were there for. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. And that's the kind of game I can get into, so... Okay, well, I think we've reached the bottom of the thing, so I, unless there's anything you guys want to talk about, we're going to wrap it up. So the only thing I was going to add is I've been playing also Supermassive's um, first dark anthology game, Man of Madon, and I'll talk about that a little bit more next time, but I dove into it a bit. It's pretty good. Cool. Yeah. I look forward to hearing about that. Right on. Okay, and so with that, we'll see if uh, Eat actually contacts us someday to play uh, Alien Online. I yeah. am sure trying to work my schedule so that I can. So, even if it's once a month, that's good enough for me, man. It doesn't All have right. to be, you know, it doesn't have to be like once a week or whatever. Once a month, good. Well, it's only going to take like a 10-minute call, right? Yeah, exactly, yeah. We're all going to die right. no, immediately. going to knock it right out. Yeah. <laughs> and ha I'm happy to say that now Andrusito may have a little bit more free time, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm a little more available now. So he may be able been. to join us on our alien adventure. And Ethan Chido, if he's not studying too hard, maybe. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We didn't forget about yeah. you over there. So. Hey, before we go, what do you study? What do you, What's your major right now, Ethan? Engineering. Okay. And then if I get a 3.5, I get to choose my biomedical engineering and be guaranteed to get into it. Okay. So those knees that I'm going to be need about 10 years, uh, you're going to be do you're going to be setting me up with those, right? Yeah. Yeah. If you're yeah, still alive in 10 years, yeah. it's nice. <laughs> They'll never degrade. <laughs> It'll be great. And there's also uh, Age of Empires 2. Oh yeah. Is coming out this November. So what? And if ahead. you have the Age of Empires 2 HD edition, you got a coupon on Steam that gives you five dollars off of pre-order. So what is the argument for getting the Ultimate Edition over the other, the regular edition, over the HD edition? It has a lot of quality of life fixes, and it also has. Uh, bunch of challenge missions that teach you how to play the game and then they also revamp the graphics and I think they might be adding some more civilization because they had like some African civilizations right or something didn't they just come out with like a new age isn't age of wonders like very similar like didn't they just come out with age of, age of wonders? wonders I think that's a completely different game though age of wonders is by a different developer I thought isn't it yeah. yeah, Age of Wonders. That's is a free one that I got, right? <laughs> Which is the free game that I got? I got a free game not too long ago, uh, and I think it was Age of Some. Yeah, Age of Wonders three. I got it free because it was a deal, a uh, Steam thing where they had it free for a weekend. So I actually own it. But Age of Wonders, it's a four X, right? Yeah, it's a turn-based strategy yeah, it's game. A, it's a turn-based strategy game. It's not like Age of Empires, which is live RTS. So. Oh really? I thought Age of Empires was. I don't I think I've ever. I, th I thought it was an RT. I mean, I thought Age of Empires was m more of a 4x. Is it really no, just not? No, it's a straightforward RTS. Yeah, that's what I know. It's a lot of fun. Age of Empires 2 is my favorite RTS game. 
But then again, I never played like the Warcraft games like you guys did, so I may change my mind later. But because yeah. I am planning to buy the Warcraft games from Good Old Games any day now. So and also, by the way, uh, Blizzard. Oh, here's a, a fun fact. This is this affects Candyman actually. I'm glad I remembered. Uh, if you get your copy of Destiny 2 on the PC on oh, Blizzard app, that, too. Sorry. that is switching over to Steam. If you don't go in there and manually shift your Destiny 2 from uh, Battle.net uh, to Steam, you will lose it starting October 1st. Oh, so really? So you can move it? You can move it. They're allowing you to move it now because Activision, It's not that they're allowing you. They're, you well, they're making to. you. They're yeah, making if you, you don't so. move it, you lose everything. Yeah. Wow, well that's great though, because yeah. I was going to, honestly, I was pretty excited about that. I was planning to, uh, I think, you know what, I, I, I'm pretty I'm pretty interested, I've actually kind of been interested in that game, and I've, I've heard that, I mean, there's been a lot of criticism of the game, and there's been a lot of people, um, you know, there's been a lot of criticism, and they basically, like, they're doing this whole move to Steam thing, and it sounds like they're kind of having a come to Jesus thing, where they're going to, like, you know, listen to the, you know, listen to the community, and... And, uh, it's going to be a like, massive patch. Know. It's going to be a massive patch coming up, or a, you know, a new release, whatever you call it. They sent yeah, you. So, so, so basically, it sounds like they're actually going to try to do, you know, try to do some 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 new good stuff with the game. And so, I'm actually pretty. I was probably a, <laughs> I was planning to buy it. Yeah. So I'm glad you told me because I I got a free copy from well free from humble humble bundle. Yeah. All I had to do was pay for it, and they gave me a free copy. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, <all> <laughs> Yeah, it's the same with us. And Andres told me he got an email about it, and I didn't get any th emails, so I was worried. But I actually just got my email yesterday. So yeah. anybody that owns it, even if you got it through Humble Bundle, yeah. So that email is not spam. That spam. That's a real email. You need to go change your your destiny oh. over to spam. And unfortunately, I think the expansion was on sale, and I didn't buy it because just because I I didn't. In fact, I didn't even activate it on Battle.net because I just was like, oh, you know, I don't want to. I don't want to play it on Battle.net. Yeah. MOP. And also, by the way, uh, Warcraft 3 Reforged is available for pre-purchase oh, now. Dang it. So, <laughs> what's Mopi doing? Mopi is here to send us off. Mopi, send us off. How are we saying goodbye? Because you guys got back from the pool and we're wrapping you're up saying, the podcast. You're saying what? Okay, okay. You need to sign Hold off. on. Okay. Okay, one second. Don't sign off. <laughs> what is happening? Sign off. What are you He's doing? He's got something to say. No, I have to search it up. <laughs> okay, hold on. Why are you laughing so much? Oh, I don't um, know, but this isn't going to um, end well uh, for anybody. Prepare for... <laughs> what? Prepare for trouble. And make it double. Prepare for trouble. Okay, to so... To protect the world from devastation. And unite all peoples within our nation. To what? denounce the evils of truth and love. And extend our reach to the stars above. Jesse. James. Team Rocket blasts off at the speed of light. Surrender now, or prepare to fight. Meowth, that's right. <laughs> what the fuck just happened? <laughs> <laughs> we have been hijacked. Here's the deal. It was great that it was hijacked, but Andy sees his opportunity. Yeah. <laughs> What is it? effectively the winning team in this, and it's just like, oh, by the way, I'm with you guys, <laughs> and I'll just finish it off for you. All right. Well, there's nothing more that we can say that's gonna top that today. So, good night, everybody. With that, I will thank everybody for being part of this great, awesome podcast, and uh, we'll Fair see well. you next time. So, everybody, sign off. Uh, Ethan, Cito, Ethan, Andrew, and uh, Candyman. Right.
So we're yep. all good. All right. Take care, guys. Great talking with you guys. Till the next one, guys. Bye. Yeah, it was bye. great talking with you. <laughs> bye bye. I'll be. Talk to you all later. All right. Bye bye. 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 Thank you for listening to the Mutant Donkey podcast. If you'd like to contact us, please send us an email at mutantdonkey at gmail.com. That's mutantdonkey with a three instead of an e at gmail.com. We will also put this email address in the show notes. Thank you.